0: If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. the next one. The blobbing The Send it out Good vibes. The Good Good vibes.
1: protection and put on a and shamanic drumming track shivers
2: or vibrations and stuff like that i mean as long as i can keep taking unannounced bathroom breaks i'm good all night <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah see that's the problem hey no agenda stream we're live on the no agenda stream that's uh you know Bemrose, a small bladder do not podcast with a guy with a small bladder
2: no the beauty of having at least three people on the show and and no video is that if I just mute myself and walk off for two minutes and come back, nobody even needs to know.
3: That's true. If you got enough people going. Now, when he does it, when there's only two of us, I have found that I need to call him out when it happens.
1: Oh, yeah. It's hard to keep going on your own. I can't do that. If Darren leaves, <laughs> I feel awkward. I mean, yeah, you well, can.
2: My, my, my Darren never knows how to shut up, so <laughs> it, it's, I'm pretty safe most of the time. I mean, I can't say anything. Going.
3: I mean, the problem is when you go, hey, and what do you think, Ryan? And that's the what you get. It, then it becomes a little more uh, discombobulating.
0: I leave dead air, too, as well. Sometimes Grab will look to me like he wants to force me to say something, <laughs> and I'll just sit there and stare <laughs> <at> him. <laughs> it's
1: so are you him. Are you two in the same room? We're so- in the same sweat box right now. Yeah, it's the studio in Darren's oh, basement, basically. We moved out. We okay. had a separate studio for a while. Uh, but we, done, yeah. you know, we moved at the beginning of this year, actually, right before the COVID, we moved into Darren's basement, basically, and it's sort of, we're saving some rent. We're saving like six, 700 bucks a month on rent. And, uh, and it's all, so it's, in, this that, is probably the most comfortable in the place. we've been. In, so, yeah. Uh,
2: is there a foosball table? No, no foosball table.
1: No. Okay. Not yet. Well, <laughs> again, the I, I, still being improvements.
2: Built. I think yeah.
1: we both probably lean towards ping pong over foosball.
2: Okay, well, I mean, if the basement's big enough, ping pong table takes a lot of space. Yeah, I, I would, it would take I the would,
0: whole basement, but we could get it going down there for sure. I mean, it could happen when winter rolls along and we can't get outside. I mean, maybe that's an option we should leave open.
3: Yeah, I would go with bubble hockey.
0: I think we need Ooh, yeah. the ping po- the pool table and the dude with the hammer. We'll get a fan in there with the, to hold the hammer, so whenever the wall's in the way, he just bashes a hole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And make sure there's a, a well-stocked mini fridge. Why mini? Well, well-stocked maxi fridge. Yes. No, there's no room in there. It's yeah. got
1: meat. And he's, Darren's just got all fresh deer meat in there. I mean,
2: if it's the basement, can't you just get a shovel and go like dig out another room and be like, that's our walk-in beer fridge? Well, neither of us drink beer, so just go to waste.
3: You, well, you'd have to invite Ryan over.
0: There you go.
1: You guys <laughs> are welcome em- anytime. He would know, empty though,
2: that so we sucker can- out. Let us know before you well, come you can, and we'll go by You can also use it to, to store the carcasses of the innocent creatures you've murdered.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: What do you do with those carcasses, Darren?
0: I ditch them in the
2: country for the coyotes. Do you really? The you circle just leave, of
0: you life have a continues. Spot? Like you have a spot where you the ditch them? The circle of life. Yeah. How did you remember the Lion King song? No, it's I It's just don't like remember. that. That's no. playing on the radio.
3: <laughs> it is. It's a circle of life. I mean, you're just helping the other animals out because they don't have to work to get the what's left there.
2: Right. Okay, so for my own sanity, there there's something that I'm going to need. Uh, when I say Graham, I know who I'm talking about. But yeah. uh, there's way too many Darrens on this show. Would, so do, maybe do we have a like a, a should I be like I mean I could say like Hey shithead and then my Darren knows that <laughs> we, I'm talking we, about him. But no, I mean, that,
3: everybody might answer to that. You don't know
0: <laughs> Graham might answer.
3: It's okay. I mean, we, well, I mean you don't, you've never really used my name, and I doubt you're actually going to want to hear from me this show, Ryan. So I'm guessing okay. if you say Darren, we'll assume the Darren you want to talk to would be the other guy.
0: If you say okay, shithead, yeah, we might both answer.
3: We have a pretty right. toxic work environment. <laughs> 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 well, you would get canceled then. There's no doubt about it. You guys have any, like, intro music or anything you want to use? Are we just jumping into no, this? let's How just jump you? into it. Yeah, we're into good. the. Yeah, Great conversation. We are on the No Agenda Stream, so hello to all the trolls at noagendastream.com. You know the grumpy old Ben's, you know the Grimerica guys, these voices, all four of us coming to you at the same time. You've heard them plenty on the No Agenda Stream, and it is an honor to be with you guys. And this all happened because our buddy Sir Scandinavian emailed you, I think, as me or something, because you responded, uh, Graham responded with like, yeah, we'd love to talk to you guys. Yeah. I didn't email, but yeah. yeah, we'd love to talk to you guys too. But that's all, Sir Scandinavian. So thanks to that guy.
1: I totally misread it, or I understood, or I thought it was like, "Hey, you're you're waiting for our response." So,
3: <laughs> I mean, he he sent the first email out, and I got it, and then it all dropped the ball because you know I don't, I'm not in the same room with my co-host like you guys are. So I'm in Chicago. Well, He's we're, in, we're not even
2: in the same half of the right. continent.
3: He's over in Seattle. So I sent the email over exactly. to him, like, hey, he's the Grime America back. guys want to do a swap cast. You want to do that? And then he's like, like a week or two later, like, did you ever get back to those guys? And I'm like, well, no, you never got back to me on when you could do it.
2: <laughs> Sounds familiar.
3: Yeah, Seems like I, us I Rick, was I already
2: in vacation mode. I'm, I'm still, I, I, I'm still sunburned from my time out in the, the. Yeah,
3: we are a well-oiled machine, and it's been interesting podcasting during the times of COVID. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, I like the description of Grimerica on your website, the whole loose cannon thing. And my favorite was a less compromised Joe Rogan experience. Nice swipe at Joe there.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't, who, who came up with that one? Derek? Does it
0: say that on there?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember that.
2: We got it. We got <laughs> That's good though. We I got like good guys. <laughs> these guys are, these guys are just like me. They never read their own website. That's right. Yes. It's yeah, less it work. It took me like forty episodes to be like, Hey, Darren, um, my name's not on the website, should it be?
3: No. It's easier to change co-hosts that way.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just started talking to, we wanted to have interesting conversations with interesting people. And this is like seven, seven and a half years ago almost. And we thought, you know, we just we don't wanna have to follow any kind of rules or any agenda or anything like that. We just wanna have conversations with people. You know, mainly about interesting things that the mainstream doesn't talk about, mysteries and And uh, it it, it turns out
2: that it turns out that's a pretty winning formula. There are a lot of people out there who I, I, you know, after exposure to the mainstream and, and to what passes for entertainment from Hollywood are like, I just like to hear real people talking. Yeah. Honest conversation. Yeah, Kind of a winning conversation.
1: Yep. Exactly. Do you guys have guests on or I listened to a few of your shows, your recent ones. I mean, you guys have a great show, you know, you get into some of the stuff like no agenda and uh, a lot of it's a little bit of media deconstruction, and I mean a lot of the same sort of thoughts and and views that we have about what's going on. But we're le- we're pretty lucky. We have we have we're lucky enough to have guests, so we don't have to, you know, come up what? with all the content. I, I get to do a little bit of research on some people, but I I can't I can't be the one holding the conversation all the time.
3: You know, we basically have said that we stole the no agenda, the their their kind of their wire form. You know, we stole their whole concept but we ditch the clips. So we're doing all the work. We don't do clips. We talk about what's going on in the world, but we pretty much just talk. So we we we're blowhards. We talk all the time and we do have guests on every now and then. And that's nice because as Ryan said earlier, that way he can go to the bathroom without having to worry about it. Cause nobody's going to notice he's gone. Cause when you're doing two hour shows that gets a little bit hard to do at times, but that's kind of what we like to, uh, you know, pattern ourselves on. We're no agenda without the clips but we've had a bunch of people that are on the no agenda stream doing their own shows on the stream from uh, billy bones and void zero the guy that makes all this magical stuff happen we've had uh, nick the rat on and it's been a whole lot of fun interacting with everybody it's it's a very cool community there's no doubt about it
0: billy bones another ryan synchro
3: yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah, Bill, Billy's been around forever, but he always claims that, that he found no agenda via Grimerica. So we really want to thank you for that. Cause, cause he's at this point, he's a no agenda stream treasure. Um, uh, my, uh, my intro to this whole thing is, is I'm, I'm the stream monkey. The, I'm the guy <laughs> who puts together the playlist for everything that plays on the no agenda stream when no agenda's not on. Thank you for helping yeah. us out then. Uh, y- y- you know what, when, when you guys first, you know, I first heard you guys when, uh, you, there was a, a string of donations to no agenda and I kept hearing the name over and over again. You're like, there's, you know, there's this podcast and I'm like, what, what is this? And then, you know, at the time I was pretty new, I'm going to void zero. I'm like, can I just like bring new shows on? He says, only if they're interesting. <laughs> so I went and had to listen to a bunch of your shows and I'm like, I think they're good enough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for a while. Uh, I used to announce whenever a show had come on on no agenda stream, I'd like, you know, announce and ping, uh, or uh, on no agenda social. And I would be like ping at gray America on no agenda social. And you guys were responding to every single one of the pings. And I'm like, yeah, I, li-, you know, it was the added attention that really, uh, it got you guys in the spotlight a little bit more. So uh, obviously social media does work and we're all slaves to the like.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah. And then I, shortly after that, I went, I went man overboard from uh, from the no agenda socials. I just couldn't keep up. And then, but I was, and then I started listening. I left, I left, I left about six months. Came back, and then Darren's kind of gone a little bit more uh, man overboard. So we kind of take turns on the man overboard side. But I mean, it's it's amazed me how our <clears throat> audiences is somewhat crossed over because we we really weren't like. The mainstream news, sort of political type show, at all like we were more about you know ancient mysteries and the war on consciousness and UFOs, but it all ends up blending together because it's it's just about cover-ups and lies and all that stuff. It kind of ends up being you know you can't help but go down some of those same rabbit holes.
3: Well, that's but the golden they, age of that now, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean it's, this is unbelievable well, what's happening
2: now. Now is the time when. When anybody who's paying attention is kind of looking back and going, you know, all of those nut jobs, they were right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My, my my elevator pitch for the Gray America show for a while has been uh these guys, they they do deconstruct you know, I pitched to no agenda. I'm like, they do deconstruction like no agenda, but they have interesting conversations with the
3: best whack jobs on the internet. Exactly. There you go. Including John C. Dvorak. Yep he is not easy to get
0: seems to be easier than curry.
3: <laughs> well, Adam's getting easier. It seems. Yeah. I mean, he went on I, Nick, the Nick rat, the rat now. got Adam. Well, I yeah, think,
1: it, you know, they're realizing that they should do some shows and they'll build up their audience that way. You know, they'll, they'll pick a few people here and there. I mean, obviously JRE made it really happen, but it, I think it's helpful. Well, uh, JRE's
2: one of the, one of the few shows out there. That's a lot bigger than them. And I think that the, the you know, they got, they finally got to see a real spike. Like, Oh, Being on other shows brings us in some of their audience. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yes. And well, because of the value for value model, it's not the amount of people you're bringing in either. It's the bringing in somebody that's going to be really into your product and will donate in one way, shape or form, whether it's monetarily or just adding to the community. And there are smaller shows that can feed people into that. So maybe that's part of the reason I know Adam has said he wants to do Grimerica next. So you guys should get with him because he said, yeah,
1: it. I just, I, I don't like hounding a guy and like I asked him a couple times, gave him some options and all that, I gave him quite a few options for times and everything. Okay. But I just, you know, so between Darren and I, we kind of just also drop the ball and, 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 you know, say we're going to bug him and then we don't. So it's partly a lot of it's our fault.
2: Well, Well, you don't. You shouldn't have to hound him, though. That's what your that's what your audience is for. Your producers, (laughs) right? Exactly.
0: For for example, you know, we
2: we were never going to hound you guys to get on with you, but but we had a producer, Sir Candinavian, who was like, "No, you guys need to get together and do a show."
3: Yeah, yeah, and it works. Yeah, it does. And overall, from what I can tell, because we've had the conversation here, it's like we're on the no agenda stream. We're a two guy show, and it's been pretty clear from the start that. Ben is the crackpot and I'm the (laughs) buzzkill. And what I can tell from you guys, Graham, you're the crackpot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: some of us just need a Darren to hold us back.
3: (laughs) Well, that's true. And when I read your bio, I mean, you may not even know your, what your bio is on Grimerica.ca, Darren, but it says the majority of your free time is spent swearing at computers that don't generate perfect audio quality. And I'm like, that's a Darren. That's exactly what we do. Because that's what I do all the time. We've been through, what, four or five different voiceover IP systems that we've tried using for the show. We finally got to clean feed, which, of course, we had a problem tonight with clean feed. So this is why we have the beautiful Motu box that Adam uses. And it's a great system because we're doing this live with Grimerica coming in on Skype. And Bembro's coming in on clean feed and everything going into the Motu and then going out to the No Agenda Stream Live. It's a beautiful thing technology when it works.
0: When it works. Yeah, I find myself going back to Skype more often than not.
3: It's,
2: it works. (laughs) I I still refuse to install Skype, which, which might be a mistake and I might be limiting myself, but you gotta, you gotta make a stand somewhere. You gotta, like, no, no more Microsoft this far and no further. I'm and surrounded I, I, by
3: Microsoft. <laughs> well, yeah, and they're they're listening in. There's no doubt about it, which is why when Skype was taken over by Microsoft, it's like, I don't know. I would rather go with some of these open source platforms. I did my other show. I didn't uh, random thoughts. I did a uh, episode on Tox, which is a platform which is completely decentralized that lets you do audio calling and all that stuff. And they let you do groups. So, uh, you know, it may be, is something that you can use instead of a discord or something like that. But there's so many of these things that it's interesting in this time of all of these cancel culture things going on. Oh, and speaking of cancel culture, Darren, it also said on your website, you were the first person on Mastodon that JCD blocked. How did you make that happen?
0: I think, uh, I think that was a lie.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> but it sounds real. Yeah. Because I, he heard him talk lately again. He's been going off on people on Mastodon on No Agenda Social that are not worthy of listening to, so he be ready to block people again. So
0: he might have blocked sounded. and unblocked me. I don't know. Something went on there because it was in the very early days when he was still kind of going on and off of there. <laughs> I'm bad for not going on there for ages myself.
2: I, I I'm not convinced JCD's ever been on there.
3: Well, there's a good bot that's saying they're JCD, then.
2: Sends oh, his tweets, I think. It.
3: That's true. It could yeah. be well, anybody. They, there's definitely the Dvorak tweets bot. That's true. That's true. Now, Grimerica, seven years in, 400 and some odd episodes. What's the secret to doing a successful podcast?
1: Stick-to-itiveness. Just every week, you got to just keep going, I think. That's what we found anyways at the beginning. I mean, it's it's good audio, good audio quality, and just... Sticking to it, and we and getting the listeners involved. I think we started reading emails and and getting sort of a genuine, honest community sort of together. Not even on on purpose, but it
3: just happened. What do you think? Darren? Well, they provide content, so that's a yeah, good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. People wanted to share their stories. Like we were we were gonna you know read people's UFO sightings and strange experiences, and that just opened up a whole different world. The synchronicities coming in from all our listeners and. That sort of, I think, was a big part of it, but also just doing it every every week, you know, uh, no matter what, which is what the what the No Agenda guys do too. It's very, very. I mean, ours is way less strict than theirs.
0: Well, that's the main thing, especially if you're not semi-famous like Adam and John. I mean, most podcasts never get to episode ten because you know you're only going to get a couple of downloads. Man, it takes a long time to start building an audience. Years. Before you're getting to anything where you're actually generating emails and, you know, donations take even longer than that.
3: Well, and do you think that this new, I mean, I don't know how bad it is up north of the border, but the United States over about the last, um, probably starting eight to 10 years ago, the whole concept of everybody gets a trophy. We don't keep scoring little league games and all this stuff. I think it's ruining every kid growing up now when they try to do something, you know, they start a podcast and because everybody told them they're great and everything they do is going to be awesome. When they put a podcast out and they do five episodes and nobody downloads it, they're like, Oh, and they quit.
0: I don't think it's, well, we kind of have that problem here too, but I don't think, I don't think it's a new phenomenon so much. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, it was, you know, half finished screenplays or never started screenplays or just talked about screenplays. And then before that it was books or, you know, even down to, I'm going to go to see France for fuck's sakes. And that just never happens. Right. It's just this, this, these, you you know, podcasting would definitely be at like the far sort of further sort of end of that spectrum of, of leaning out. But then in other ways, it's sort of an easier one because it's, it's, you know, you can get into it for next to nothing cost wise. You don't have to leave your house. Um,
2: yeah, the the barrier to entry is for podcasting is so low these days that anybody can do it. And and don't get me wrong, that is an excellent thing because it means that podcasts get made that that might be really really good and never get made at all. But I think that you know you you need to apply Sturgeon's law to the the area of podcasting as well, which which is that ninety percent of everything is crap. And you need to filter it, and the you know the, that law has been constant throughout human history. But in the days of the internet, you you get these search indexes that that bubble up and show you all of the crap. So if you throw a dartboard at all of the podcasts out there, you're gonna get somebody's uh, you know the, their their diary that has six episodes and quit because that's just the vast majority of them. So it, it really helps to have a good filter for, uh, what is good out there. And that's, I think the, the main reason why having a, a solid community is so nice. Cause you know, if I might bring it back to the you no know, agenda stream, um, I, I don't, I don't go to Apple podcasts or, or podomatic or somewhere and just start looking through the indexes to find what to put on the stream. Everything we play comes from word of mouth. And, and a lot of it is, is people who've been hit in the mouth and are really, you know, understand this is what we, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. We're, we're trying, you we're all kind of on the same wavelength. At least it turns out that way. And a lot of the podcasts that make it tend to be that way. That's
0: probably where most podcasts, I would say that's where like three quarters of maybe more of all podcasts are discovered is word of mouth.
3: There's no doubt. And that is because marketing Most podcasters aren't great at marketing, or you definitely don't have a lot of money to spend on marketing, so you're really hoping to be able to do a show that's good enough that people want to send it over to their friends, send clips over, which is why the animated No Agenda is genius, which if you haven't seen that channel on uh, YouTube, it's awesome, where uh, Dame Jennifer takes little clips of the show, animates them into cartoon form, and puts them up, which takes a show like no agenda at normally three hours long that a lot of people are like, Hey, I can't, I can't get into that. I don't have that kind of time. This gives them a way to kind of dip their toes in. And if they start watching these little videos and go, okay, I like what these guys are saying. Then you get them over to the, you know, three hour time suck where, you know, it's much easier to watch a five minute video.
1: Yeah, I agree. Would you guys think that, are you surprised that there hasn't been more censorship for, for podcasts yet? that we're sort you of know, still able to fly under the radar a little bit. I mean,
3: it's getting there. I don't think there's any question about it. It's uh, the YouTube stuff. They're hitting a lot quicker. So even if you have a podcast, even with the dumb stuff, like using, you know, music in the background or something that happens for 20 seconds, I know that happens all the time to Nick the rat and they ended up taking your thing down or you can't monetize it for content. I think at this point a lot of people are getting by under the radar because people don't have the time to listen to the content and somebody would have to complain in order for you to get flagged although there's new services out there now there was a guy on twitter paul the book guy another no agenda guy that was talking about a service called i think it's descript and they do podcasting stuff but they're using liarbird i did an episode above my other show about this months ago too which it's the AI that learns your voice. And what they're selling is, hey, you're doing a podcast right now and you mess up and you say the wrong word. Well, you could go back. It's going to give you a transcription of your show. And if you accidentally said Darren when you should have said Ryan, well, you could just go over and do a text edit and change the name. And it knows your voice. It will make a audio file that sounds like you saying whatever it is, even if you've never said the word. And that's some weird stuff. But the fact that they can do transcriptions, no, it does. But the fact that they can do these transcriptions now is I think a really bad thing for a lot of podcasts that are flying under the radar because it's much easier to search those keywords in text form than it is audio. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think part of the problem is audio is really easy and cheap to sort of take under your own control. And I think yes. another part of the problem is if a couple of these like videos tough, man, I don't, I think a lot of people that are always like, we'll just start a new YouTube. And it's like, right. well, fucking videos, like nearly impossible to try and host and have it work at a high level with any real sort of stress from users. Um, You know, if that goes down another magnitude and compression or two, then that'll all change that game. And I think you'll see a ton, but I think, you know, for Spotify and Apple Apple and Spotify kind of got the the market run. I don't know who the other Android competitor will be, but I would say between Spotify, Apple and whoever the top Android was, you probably get 95 or 98%. Um they don't want to start breeding competition and all of a sudden it doesn't take a billion dollars to compete. Right you don't have to be willing to lose, you know, millions of dollars a year or hundreds of millions of dollars a year for market share. You can just like, you know, start hosting audio for, for fairly cheap. I mean, you're seeing a couple of people try to do that already. They're, you know, trying to do it the wrong way. I would argue by monetizing it and things like that. But you know, like we're poised to pull the trigger. Now we could go tomorrow and be on our own, um, on our own server server
3: right which is and, and, no agenda that's where they can't be it can't be taken away when you've got your mp3s are hosted on your own server where unlike video almost everybody doing video is uploading it to a third party whether it's youtube or BitShoot or anything like that almost nobody is hosting their own video and if you did if you could host your own video you could definitely also be much harder to cancel but i was surprised after Adam's Joe Rogan experience, I think it was on the Nick the Rat Show that he mentioned just people looking up the show notes. And when Adam does the show notes, he also includes audio clips. So the the bandwidth could be extraneous. And he said after the Joe Rogan thing, the bandwidth bill for people just going to the show notes went up like $1,000 a month. And it's like, holy crap, that's a lot of bandwidth. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's sort of why we haven't done it yet. You know, we've got our servers are in the same farm as the no agenda servers. And, um, we're just sort of, it gets going to get expensive, you know, and we'd rather aid the support isn't quite where it needs to be to start spending that kind of money on hosting. We've got the servers there now. We can push it now, but we just run our websites and all that sort of stuff through there. We've got a backup chat server to our discord built there and ready to go in case we have any discord because Those problems. have been going
2: down a lot lately. Right. Yeah, so we, yeah. Well, we, not not just going down, but it. I I haven't seen any of this from Discord yet, but uh, the a lot of companies out there that have built up these social platforms are are you know th- this is the age of canceling, and I'm I guess I'm really surprised that that you you still put your trust in Discord as as oh this company won't just completely destroy our whole operation, I hope, knock on wood.
3: Right. We could only build so much into those. I mean, you know those platforms could go away at any minute, and you have to have. I heard you guys talking on a recent show that, you know, you don't do enough with the mailing list. We just started one up because we've only been doing the shows a little over a year. But, you know, we're trying to learn from No Agenda, and from Dvorak we know that if he doesn't send out newsletters, the donations don't come in. That reminds people that there's a show and if they want to donate, now's the time to do it. But I heard you guys talking about that, which is if we are deplatformed, I mean, the mailing list is going to be your lifeline, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's if they, like, cross the gamut. We got almost a 1,000 people in the Discord. Like I say, we've got the backup chat server server built, but we need a way to tell people how to get there. We're probably we're working on um, – we've got a guy working on a – um, what's it called now, the Mastodon? Mastodon instance for us, so we can join the Fediverse. And once that's ready to roll out, we'll probably do the sort of start the chat migration at the same time. I mean, the the problem is that Discord's so ubiquitous, you're going to lose, like, you know, you're going to do, we've spent oh, a few yeah, years right, building yeah. up the Discord, and you're going to probably lose 75 to 80% of that, I would say, before it slowly, it'll start churning back up. But, right. And then people will type I mean, in grimerica.ca slash chats and it'll take you there and they'll, you know, it'll it'll build back up, but that's but, but, but the problem. how
2: many do you lose if you just wait for Grimerica to cancel you because of something you said? <laughs> or not, not? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, we've been censored and we do anti-vax stuff. I mean, it's not going to take long before somebody just, but we're just, we're just not big enough to be canceled yet, really. Like, it's we're sort of still flying under the radar, I think.
2: I, I was telling Darren before the show, I said uh, that you know, the, the, it, it's not an end in itself. I don't necessarily want to be canceled, but the way that I know that we've made it big enough is, yeah. is big enough to get noticed and get canceled.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That'll be a good thing though. Right. Cause then, you know, you have an audience. I mean, right. then they're trying to take it away. I mean, this really hit home today. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen if you've been following any of this stuff, the over doctors in
1: the, the hydraulic hydroxychloroquine. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. And, we saw they've been removed from all the social media sites. Did you see today Squarespace killed their website. Wow, that's
1: so, crazy. Yeah. The I mean, holy, what a push. What a uh-huh. what damage control. I mean, the really the deep state in the media is just under complete
2: They're, they're under my-
1: damage control
3: completely. Right. But what is th- this? This is saying? why the
2: Internet needs to move away from all these centralized services and back to a decentralized infrastructure.
3: Yeah. Well, even if it's decentralized, it's like Squarespace isn't owned by any of these other companies. It's like we all use a th- web th- that's, host. That's unless, what we thought, you know, and even with no agenda. I mean, to be fair, no agenda has you know five different servers out there in different countries, but they're in a location that they don't own. So when it all comes down to it, if there's really a push somebody can probably still have that plug pulled it's but a lot please, harder please
2: don't please don't give the cancelers
3: any ideas <laughs> it's Darren. a lot harder but you know it could be it's really sad when people are now going to your web host and going yeah you need to uh, you need to pull this it's like well what terms of service and since when did the united states of america bow down to the who that if you're giving health advice that doesn't go along with the who we will take you off every social media platform, we'll remove your website. It is quite scary that this is happening at this time and place.
1: Oh yeah, they're scrambling around big time. I and mean, I, th- I heard they were doing a second conference to address some of it as well, but I haven't had time to look into it.
0: Their servers are in Canada, so they need a they, you would need a you would need to go through the court system to shut down their servers.
3: True, which is why Void picked those, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's why that's why our guy picked them too.
2: I think uh I think what happened to uh you're you're familiar with new project two the uh, dick masterson's patreon alternative I think what happened to to them was probably an important object lesson in in what exactly is possible to do out there uh you're you're familiar with this one no it was uh, uh well uh, dick masterson who uh is a uh is he the rapist one? no he,
3: that's <laughs> Danny he's masterson. the dick show guy yeah
2: he 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 <laughs> does the dick show where he is highly highly politically incorrect. Uh, but he got, uh, booted from Patreon very early and said, well, forget this. I'll just make my own Patreon with blackjack and hookers. (laughs) And he, he started a, it was called new project Two, which was, uh, if effectively the same thing, but saying, you know, we don't censor anybody, uh, you know, it was, it was invite only. So you had to be a, a, you know, you had to get an invite. It wasn't just for anyone, but, uh, you know, once you're in is like, we're not going to censor you. Well. They didn't have to because MasterCard came out yeah. and said, you can't have any, you know, you can't have any payment processing. And then the, they pressured the bank that they were using and doing their payments through. And then suddenly they couldn't get any. And the whole thing is now shut down because the the big financial systems just will not talk to them anymore.
3: Yeah. Basically, deplatformed by MasterCard and Visa. So see how far that goes.
2: Yeah, it's pretty scary if people don't start waking up
1: soon to how bad this really is. And I mean and the thing that they're allowing on the platforms, which is amazing to me, the hate and the and the creepy shit they're allowing to stay on and the stuff they're censoring, I mean even just Twitter censoring QAnon stuff, thousands of posts because the celebrities are getting all pissed off cuz they're getting, you know, just well, I mean they are getting pounded by comments and Uh, it, I, it's hard to know what, what, Yeah, Darren and I were talking about this today. It's hard to know what, I don't think that the real, that's that pile on the dog pile is not really good either, but I mean, some of these people should probably held to be held to account. But I mean, now that the doctors are out talking about this, uh, this pandemic and, and alternative therapies and they're getting, I mean, this is Fauci said in 2005 that, hydroxychloroquine hydro- was a wonder drug for fucking coronaviruses and right. now th- and now you know this is happening I mean how come they it's it's just the hypocrisy is unbelievable
2: well, is. The, the scary thing about these these deplatforms is not just you know oh oh you broke our rules and therefore we're deplatforming it's it that there are for most of this stuff there are no rules it's, Exactly. it's some kind of vague mission statement like we don't like people to offend each other or something like that.
1: Or, or, or you can't go against the who now, but you could about six months ago, you agree with them, but now you don't because they changed their mind as well. I mean,
2: and the rules are so vague and wide open that you, you, they can literally do it to anybody at any time at their discretion and you have no recourse. And I think that's, That's really the, you know, if, if there was a a strict set of rules, even if the set of rules was even longer than say the Instagram terms of service or something, then I would go through and read every one of them just to make sure like, okay, this is a rule. This is a rule. This is a rule. And then I can decide whether or not I want to use that platform. But when you roll in and the, the rules are not written down, they are so incredibly vague that they can just be subjectively applied to anybody. And then it is so readily and easily available to find examples of the rules being applied you know they're they're being applied inconsistently on on one hand you've got you know tweets from somebody who is just completely deplatformed and dehumaned because they said you know it, it's okay to be white and on the other hand, you've got some Hollywood dumbass saying that you know they're calling for the assassination of the president and those are allowed yeah
3: yeah. Well, yeah, selective so,
0: prosecution. Didn't we just find out that, you know, they can just tell you if you're a barber or a restaurant owner or whatever the fuck they can tell you that you're canceled too? I mean, honestly, that's the cancellation has gone way past the internet. We're we're living in a world now where just the government can say you can't operate. You're done. You
1: mean because of the COVID thing or actual like cancel culture?
0: Well, COVID thing seems like cancel culture to me. I mean, I don't see any, I don't see any, any stipulations for, for, for diseases, for shutting down
3: freedom. We're certainly giving them the reason to use.
2: Well, in, in, in the state of Washington on the left coast, I've, I've actually studied what this is. Apparently uh, it, uh in june of 2019 the uh democrat supermajority in the state legislature passed an act that got almost no press at all i had to go digging through the secretary of state website to find it uh that gives just says in the case of a declared emergency then the governor i mean effectively what it says is the governor gets the ability to take over the entire powers of the legislature through his proclamations and this got almost no press at the time, but it's almost as if they knew what they were going to do with it because five months after this thing passed, bam state of emergency. And then the governor is going out and issuing proclamations left and right. And the, you know, the scariest thing that they did is, is now the, you know, because people are like this, this is bullshit. I'm not going to follow your rules. Um, he's now doing things like, uh, if you let somebody in without a mask, we're just going to repeal your business license. And so he's getting the the shops to enforce it for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what a coincidence that is. Hey, I mean, it, you know, you wonder yeah. if who's who's in there behind all these. Well, we know who's in there behind all the mayors and the DAs and the the uh the lawyers and they, you know, oh, it's just disgusting, right? They're getting funded and they're they you can see it all happening now. You guys talk about on your show too, right? How how bad it is, how there's an agenda being
2: played out here. Yeah. And and I I don't like to, you know, I, I, honestly talking to you guys I feel like a total conspiracy neophyte because well, <laughs> well I like to I like to investigate conspiracy theories. I don't really go in on any of the ones that I can't, you know, do my own research and find my own evidence for. And frankly, there's a lot of evidence out there. But even 10 months ago, uh, things like saying things like uh, you know, the the Democrat party is intent on uh, destroying the Constitution of the United States and uh, you know, de- de- completely collapsing the economy. That was <laughs> the kind of pure fiction that would get anyone to roll their eyes and walk away. And yeah. and now, I mean, I, I don't, I-, I can't say this isn't supported. This is there is lots of evidence everywhere for it.
0: That's because they want Trump to win. I mean.
1: Well, that's what Darren Darren thinks. I mean, they think... They- I mean, come on. If
0: the Democrats honestly wanted to win, they wouldn't be running a guy with fucking dementia, for starters. Well, they- for another, they wouldn't be running an old white career politician when all they do is talk about how it can't be old white dudes anymore. They wouldn't be tramping their own it's so fucking obvious. Like we were, Graham and I were talking about a couple hours ago. They just want Trump to win because it's the ultimate fucking thing. (laughs) They just crammed through $6 trillion of upward wealth fucking transfer that the people will be paying back forever or or until the system crams and nobody gives a flying fuck because all they care about is Trump's a piece of shit. I mean, there's no way in the fucking world that they want to give that up. They're going to give this guy four more years and then they're going to wrap it up so that his supporters are doing what the Democrats are doing for eight more years after fucking that. And all the time (laughs) they're going to be cramming through that same legislation you're talking about. And no one fucking notices. Nobody fucking cares.
3: And it's also going to really add fuel to all of these fires that are already going on in the major cities here with the rioting looting, because I can tell you the people that are out there, the useful idiots that are doing the bidding of groups like the black lives matter global organization and George Soros's organization. They are the ones if Trump wins are going to go right back out in full force and start burning crap down because they're not going to believe the elections fair.
0: Well, the Trump side I, I, might I, do that at this point now too.
3: Yeah.
2: True. Either way. It's I
0: gonna... mean, we're kind of at that precipice where, you know, it's like the, the, the there's no good me, discourse not... anymore
2: the side that scares me is, is not the SJW side and it's not the Trump side. It's, it's the group of people who have spent their entire lives just wanting to be left alone. You know, uh, most of the people I talk to think that I'm a complete whack job because if I say the word politics, they're like, I don't want to talk about politics. Nobody wants to talk about politics. A lot of them really just want to be like, no, just don't bother me. (laughs) And when those people become active, that's when the system collapses.
1: Yeah. You mentioned that on your last show that it's a great point. It's if they get, if they get riled to the point where they get out of their house because they're afraid for their safety or they're just had enough of this or whatever,
2: that's yeah. when it's going to, or, or they've been out of work for five yeah. months Yeah. and the money's out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a problem. And you're right, Darren. Discord is gone. And I think not well, not the computer company Discord, but maybe they will be too. No, that's later. But discourse is gone. And I think that is because people have now been trained to do most of their talking online on social media sites like Twitter and Facebook, rather than having face-to-face conversations where it's a lot harder. To just discount somebody for what they're saying or to call them a douchebag. And this is so easy to do online that anybody that actually tries to have a legitimate conversation with anyone they don't personally know. On something like Twitter, you're wasting your time.
1: Well, now, even if you do go out, I mean, we're going, we're under an initiation right now with the masks and the, and the isolation. I mean, that's right out of like a cult initiation. And now you're going to go out and you're not even going to be able to communicate properly with people because you can't even read their facial expression or hear them talk. So you're going to be stuck on the internet at home. And when you do go out, you're going to be scared of each other. I mean, it's the, it's like the perfect scenario all based on. Ambiguous testing data and fucked up statistics. I mean, that's right on their own website. I mean, it's unbelievable almost how like this was planned. Yeah, almost.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I I do believe that the virus is real, but I do believe it has been jumped on for various reasons, and a I, lot I of the data that, is completely. Screwed. I believe that
2: the common cold is real too. I, you you if if you are trying to set up all of what's going on today. You don't have to engineer a virus. You have to use Just coronavirus. It's wait. the perfect yeah. candidate wait for this. For one to come along. Yeah,
1: it's the perfect candidate because you do these tests, these PCR tests, and it shows it could be almost anything. It could be the cold. It could be the flu. It could be pneumonia. Could be COVID nineteen. It's it's the perfect thing because you're going to get people going. No matter what you, no matter what it is, there's going to be a percentage of people that test positive. No matter what with these tests. I mean, I thought they were using better testing, but they're not, they're still using this PCR
2: testing. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't even honestly matter how they test, because if, if you have the greatest propaganda machine in the world that the world has ever seen at your fingertips, it doesn't matter what the virus is. It doesn't matter what the crisis is. You don't even have to manufacture one. you don't have to create a false flag. You just take whatever tiny thing comes along Seasonal flu is great for that because people are afraid, you know, the 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 test run of this happened in in Washington state about 2 years ago when everybody freaked the fuck out about 35 measles cases. <laughs> like, oh my god, measles is coming back. We're all going to die from measles. We need to force vaccinate everyone. And it it, it kind of went under the rug as the people who had measles got better mostly, and then the news cycle went on, but it was pretty clear that yeah people can be freaked out of their mind by a virus with a really good PR machine.
3: yeah well, don't and, forget swine flu or bird flu. Oh no. yeah,
2: yeah, or
1: even the, the the original SARS, which killed way more people and they did they shut down the fucking testing
3: and then they did disappeared. Didn't, yep. no, no vaccine it just disappeared. Yep. How did that happen?
1: So this is what you know what's a positive out of this whole thing is it's good to see the no agenda show right now. Doing better than it ever has, they've got more support than they ever have, as far as I know, since i've been listening to them and and it really that when the when the chips are down and everybody needs to know what the fuck is going on, people are going to those guys because they're independently supported they're deconstructing the lies, and it's great to see that community build through this through this disaster
3: it is, and the weirdest thing that i've seen during this is the The two paths crossing of two, what you would think are, would be completely different media types. And that is the no agenda show and Bill O'Reilly, because my parents are big O'Reilly fans. I got them a subscription to his, you know, thing, like 70 bucks a year. He has a four nights a week newscast and he is saying exactly what no agenda is saying. And I'm like, holy crap, this is bizarre. And you put those two guys together. It's like, okay, you could say what you want you know, well, Dvorak's just a tech, you know, writer and Curry was an ex VJ. They're just crackpots. But here's a guy that's actually been doing serious journalism for 40, 50 years. And when these, these two groups are saying the same thing, that's when I really kind of stood up and went, there's something weird going on here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
3: And there is, and the world's coming to an end. That's exactly what it is. But, uh you oh know, yeah,
1: some of the so, things that are the fascinating conspiracies now that that are intriguing to me is you got a guy like if 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 you guys have a chance, listen to Chris Knowles on Aeon Bite, or he's been on a on a couple shows, but I mean he's he's kind of peeling together or pulling peeling off all these layers of the occult synchronicities between the Maxwell case and UFOs and Aleister Crowley and New Hampshire, and you know I mean the the connections. Of the contemporary trafficking, maybe even satanic ritual abuse to to UFOs and to the deep state. Go back to to the guy that uh, started up the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and he was working with. Uh, is he the guy from Skeptico that you had on? No, no, that's okay. Alex Zikaris. No, um, okay. he was on actually. He was probably on Alex's show not too long ago. Chris Knowles has a is his blog as a Secret Sun blog, but I mean. You know, these connections, it just, it just makes you think like, how can this be possible? All these connections going back like almost a hundred years, you know, deep state connections and a cult and you know, um, Jack Parsons and Hubbard and Maxwell's sister's husband's dad summoning shit in the desert and starting up the jet propulsion laboratory. I mean, you you can't get any crazy. Reality is just, just shattering
3: right now. Well, in the deep state, there's no question that's real. And I do believe that that's who Trump pissed off by winning the election was the deep state who thought Hillary was just going to fly right on in and uh, and do what the Clintons do. But,
1: well, yeah, and Hillary was going to disclose UFOs, apparently. And she made that statement in New Hampshire in a small little town. Coincidentally, that a guy in that town that was it, I think he's working for the newspaper, got arrested uh, for child porn. I think he was a BLM guy, actually, out of that right. same town. Yeah, that. And then the UFO day was the day that Gislaine got arrested. And then the next day, that MUFON guy got arrested for child porn. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's the connections are unbelievable. And This is close to the place where Aleister Crowley summoned... Lamb, I believe it was that summoning, but he was living in that New Hampshire for a couple of years, which happened to be where Ghislaine was right down the road from Betty and Barney Hill, who were the first major abduction case that came out. I mean, it's, it goes, goes so deep.
3: And I'm guessing you don't believe yeah. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, mean. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that Ghislaine Maxwell killed herself either. Yeah.
3: Tomorrow.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Jeff's still alive. He's, he was taken by Mossad. I think he was extracted. Also, that would make sense.
0: I also it, it, don't believe you, that anyone accidentally wins elections. No, I, I no, I would agree with upsets. you
2: there. No, I would agree with I, you. I, there. I think that I think that winning an election these days is is proof that you're crooked and corrupt and don't deserve the job. But no, the, I mean, uh,
0: like, I don't think like I don't think they're counting votes. You don't think so at all? No, I think it's all a fucking facade. man. Maybe at what? the local level, but down to the president and that stuff? No, I don't think so. I, I've I've lost that. That
1: whole system of the whole, that vote night, you know, when Hillary was way the up on the polls and Trump of the and... The military oh, industrial I complex. I don't know. I wouldn't see see. And, and I'm the crackpot
3: here? Well, I will say that the first person that assured me that Trump was going to win this election is the guy that gave Obama his first job when he got to Chicago. I know this guy and he was wearing a MAGA hat the one day and said, no, Hillary's not winning this one. And it came to fruition. So I, there might be something to be said for all this stuff being uh, written down before it happens. The, the voting maybe doesn't really matter much.
2: You know what, what blows me away is if, if you've digged deep you're, you're talking about all these connections are there and, and and frankly every single time that I go listen to a, a you know a conspiracy minded podcast or or even just one that that goes out and you know like yours that you i I hope you don't take this as an insult I don't actually consider you guys to be a conspiracy podcast I consider you guys to be a podcast that that keeps an open mind and looks at a lot of available data and is awash in in just stuff that 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 fails the the original original sniff test because we've all been you know we've all seen so much of the mainstream news that we're like well that doesn't conform to what i believe and and just keeping your mind open is is important but the the thing that amazes me about all of these connections is that yeah they're there if if you keep an open mind and you see it but what blows me away is that the 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 powers that be have just kind of stopped Trying to deny it. <laughs> exactly. They put it out there. They're they're
1: putting out the symbolism. They're and and some of it's sometimes crazy. you're thinking they're just trolling everybody. They're either really they're really th- they think it's really important to throw this stuff out there so that we all make these connections, or they're just trolling. Big time. I mean, I, and I don't know what the answer. Like, we don't have the answers here, and I, I think I take that as a compliment. I mean, the more we learn and the more we go down this, I don't know fucking anything, right? All it's easier to pick out the lies and the hypocrisy right now from their own data, their own like the stuff that the No Agenda show does, or the stuff that you know is even coming out of these institutions. It's easy to pick that apart, but that doesn't mean.
2: We know the truth. Well, it's it's easy because nobody there nobody's bothering to deny it anymore. They're just saying, "Yeah, we're we're totally inconsistent," because you people we we have successfully bred out of Western culture the ability to think for yourselves or or think critically about any of this stuff anymore. Yep. and we know that you're so brainwashed that we don't have to try to hide anything anymore.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, but if you believe that, why are all the uh why are all the things going on where people are being canceled and things being deleted? Then, If, if people are so stupid, how come this information is being scrubbed?
0: Because they can't take us to the gulag
3: yet. <laughs> that could be. Yet. That could be. Because they're, like, they're, uh,
0: they're slowly eroding,
1: well, quickly now, our trust in Western civilization completely. The institutions... The the infrastructure, it's yeah. completely our trust is completely gone. I mean, did you see the how Snopes uh fact checked the the Wayfair conspiracy? Like, and this happened quickly. I mean, they jumped on that. That Wayfair thing what? came what? down. Like and ready. The, the media fucking jumped on that damage control. And Snopes says, it's not happening. They're not tra- trafficking kids because we asked them and they said no. Yeah. Good <laughs>
2: job. Good job, Snopes. Yeah. Like
3: about uh, journalism now.
2: What what, what once you you know, once your mind—you know—we're in a democracy theoretically, which means once your mind control, once once you have more than fifty percent of people completely mind controlled, it doesn't matter what the rest of them, what the rest of us think. That the the canceling is just to try to make sure that that you know things don't get out to yeah you know all the people who who've been happy you know people are willfully head in the sand because they don't want to talk about politics yeah. they don't want to be bothered by it. And the only thing that can break that is for all those people to finally start thinking about it. Yeah. So you just have to do minor damage control, like canceling any doctors who say that hydrochloroquine (laughs) is the answer, because as long as you, you know, you kind of keep a lid on it, everybody else will vote the way you want. And then the people who are screaming, it doesn't matter. You're the minority now. Congratulations. Culture war's over. We've lost.
1: Yep, that's yeah. a really good point. They're just trying to keep it under the 51%,
2: really. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've we passed the point where the the majority now believes whatever they're saying, which means, you know, we've also, what we're seeing now is, okay, now, now that we've taken control of the, the Western culture, let's go ahead and start systematically dismantling it, which is what we're seeing now. Well, and if you believe so that, we replace it,
3: yeah. that companies like Google who have just way too much power when it comes to everybody's day-to-day communications. If you believe what Breitbart just came out with, I think today, that they've proven that their search results over the last couple of years on Google have gone from a lot to next to nothing. They believe that there's proof that GOP stuff that's sent via email to Gmail boxes winds up in the spam folder rather than you know where it's supposed to be. If we believe that somebody like Google has this power and they, well, they have the power. If you believe they're doing this, how do you put that genie back in the bottle? Because there's no easy way to go, oh, well, here's a competitor and they'll do better.
2: What do you do?
0: How does Trump sneak through with all that going on?
2: It's hard to say. Well, well um, if, if you're to be believed, he sneaks through because he has the full support of the Democrats. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's not actually, I mean, your two-party system is actually a one-party system. I mean, all yeah. you really got to do uh, is look at, the truth. if you look at the direction of, if we use the U.S. for an example, if you look at the direction of the U.S. over the last 120 or 130 years— I mean, it doesn't matter who the fuck's in charge. It's veering very steadily in one direction. Until now. Corporatocracy slash fascism taking over the world, you know, and whether it's through resources or for resources or spreading democracy or whatever you want to call it. And it's not until now, because right <laughs> now, you just declared the leader of another country a fucking uh, narco terrorist. So, you know, as soon as you can get around to it, you're going to go wipe out fucking Venezuela. So, and it doesn't matter if there's a if there's a Democrat like Clinton. I mean, they'll keep us arguing about abortions and all these other different things that they call left-right issues. But meanwhile, if you look at what the legislation is doing and the wars that are happening and the invasions and the weapon sales and everything else, it doesn't fucking matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican. But and the biggest game they play is convincing most of the country that it does matter because then no one's bothering to pay attention to the fact that your last like 10 presidents are war criminals.
1: But Darren, it's all happening. The pedo network, the human trafficking is going down. Sure. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the just,
2: just the ones they want you to see go down.
3: Trump's yeah. rounding them up. Yeah.
2: Trump's rounding them up. Trust the plan. Uh, you know, <laughs> your your pedo network might be such that they're just like okay well we really need people to think that it's all going down now so that all those conspiracy nut jobs will stop looking at us so here here's some sacrificial lambs yeah Yeah. but
3: why else would Tom Hanks have gotten Greek citizenship come on because he's got an
1: underground cavern under his house haven't
3: you heard yet no I want to visit there that sounds like a fun place to be
0: because while they're taking away fucking your rights at an unprecedented level they'd prefer you weren't paying attention
2: Well, that's that's the standard rules of of bike shedding, uh, which is, you know, if you want to keep people from paying attention to the things that matter, you just get them to argue vehemently about things that don't matter, which is pretty much a description of all of the left versus right issues that are huge right now.
3: Masks, vaccines. uh, Yeah. All of it. yeah, Racism,
2: immigration.
3: Yeah. Don't forget racism. I mean, that is the number one thing that came out of. The Barack Obama presidency, which is an interesting thing, because as a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, that was always the thing was, well, the racial thing will never be over until there's a black president. Then, boom, we have one. Not only do we have a black president, he wins in a landslide, wins re-election in a landslide. Now, Biden and Obama, they had eight years. I never once heard the word systemic racism or syst- uh, systematic racism come out of either one of their mouths about something they wanted to fix. Over their eight years. So I don't know how it came up now, but you'll notice the whole racism thing has gotten way worse once Obama was president. And I played a clip the other day, one of the rare clips of Luther Campbell from Two Live Crew from 30 years ago saying, you know, censorship sucks. They're coming for you. They're going to tell you who you can screw. And they're pissed off because our audience is black, white, Mexican, all together, all having a good time, and if we're all together, that's what they're afraid of. And it seems like it's more true today than it was thirty years ago.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's so, that's one hundred percent what it's about. And now they've 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 taken that from from black versus white to man versus woman to old versus young to mass versus no mass to scared versus not scared. To I mean, Biden just. Con- just continue yeah. divide and rule. Yeah, they've already conquered. They just don't want to lose their spot. They, they they don't want us to ever realize that you know we probably agree on more than we disagree on at the end of the day if we just shut off the fucking TV.
3: Yeah, and the internet
0: and <laughs> the, the internet. I mean well, Orwell could never have predicted we'd put the telly screen in our pocket.
3: Oh yeah. And have it listening to us nonstop. And where do you guys sit with that? Because we've talked about that quite a bit on Grumpy Old Bens. And there's a lot of people, like Ryan's one of them, who hates the Amazon tubes and the Google things and says they're horrible privacy issues related to them, which I agree. I understand that they could be used for some really bad stuff. But
2: Even my phone's in a drawer right now. Well, see,
3: that's it. 95% of the people that will go, oh, I would never have one of those Amazon tubes, are saying so with a cell phone in their hand. And it's like, (laughs) that isn't one of those tubes. And you carry it with you everywhere you go. That is, uh, you know, that to me is a way bigger privacy issue, having a cell phone that you carry with you everywhere you go, rather than something that maybe sits in your bedroom and plays music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, Darren, I mean, Darren I shut off my mean... Hey Siri, but you got to get rid of the cell phone. I mean, that's a big part of the thing. I mean, the, the thing is that for real change, that's sort of what it is. And those are the hard things to do is it's not arguing on Twitter, your point or wherever isn't going to do fuck all. I mean, having right. conversations like this to, to will help a bit, but not going on Twitter, not going on Instagram, not going on Facebook. Not not supporting at all or using those things like not having cable, period. You know, you know, I like how many people who scream fake news are still paying for cable. I mean, they're all the same fucking demon. So if you're paying for cable for HBO or for this or for that, but you don't care about CNN. I mean, that all, they're all ending up in the same fucking pockets.
3: Well, yeah, there's like but, six different media companies <laughs> that own everything. Five. But now. Mine, it's originals.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's where you got to make a choice. I mean, the, those are those real tough choices to make because it's when you stop using, when, when we as a group stop using it on mass, then, you know, that's when we might see change when we can be convinced we don't need a, a cell phone.
1: Oh, I can't, I can't I mean, go without mine. Now I mean, I've we're, got exactly. audio books and podcasts on there. But why and, couldn't it be an and iPod Zoom And Zoom uh, and, Why you couldn't know, it
0: be an iPod? Why couldn't your I, Zoom just be on your computer? My Zoom? Because well, those are the sacrifices that we're making as a culture to have to, you know, we're giving it up. We're giving up our culture through social media and all that. And we're giving up our privacy and all that. And it's just so that because we need to have the cell phone. I mean, I'm just as bad well, it's work as work. I'm like just it's, as bad it's, it's, as you. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting three different work. email accounts. And I would email. argue we're a decade away from mandatory cell phones. Where it will <laughs> not be a fucking option not to have but a cell until, phone. It might not be a until, bill anymore. Everyone just gets a cell. That's how they'll sell it to us. Everyone just gets a free cell phone. Y'all get a free cell the, phone.
2: E- even, even if they give me a free cell phone, they can't make me carry it with me until they implant it in my body. And that's <laughs> maybe, may. maybe 12 years away. Well, that's coming
1: yes. before that. I mean, that's coming next. Uh, but I mean, mean,
2: they've got 95%
0: saturation now. So if they can make them free and get that up to to 999 or even nine hundred and ninety people out of every thousand people, then they're gonna fucking triangulate you anyway. It's like Batman I, Dark Knight.
2: That that's a scary thing. I, I mean, I can go I can leave my cell phone in the drawer when I go out on on my five mile walk. I I do that anyway. But you know, cameras being everywhere, I don't have to take a cell phone with me. I don't have to take this. You know, they can they can just watch me, trace me from camera to camera to camera everywhere I go without me
3: having to carry anything on me. Well, yeah, even in the suburbs now with the ring cameras, I mean, can anybody go anywhere without you getting on camera within like a house or two of your house? I mean, that's you go down the street, boom, you're going to be caught on one of those cameras.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I, so this is what I'm afraid of when the vaccine comes. Like I thought they were going to give up, I thought they were going to give up on the vaccine push because this is hardly still in pandemic or pandemic phase. But I think, I think that we're going to have to make a choice soon, whether we take the jab or not, it's going to be pushed globally and we're going to have to end end up and we're going to end up being shamed and ridiculed and tracked and maybe even hunted until you get the fuck out of town.
0: I think they're going to pull – I think they're going to fucking pull up on the vaccine thing. Pull up? What does that mean? The, the, why, why, why I, I think.
1: pull but, out? Or? I
0: don't think – I think they're falling for their own polls and stuff like that. I don't think they realize – How many people are how against How many them? people are against Yeah, yeah maybe. Like but, even people but, I know that are like – But that's a better that way to provide. divide.
1: And then you've got all the people that want to comply and get into their technocratic society can jump on board. And all those other people can go out to the hills and become their own little – you know – I, community not,
0: I think they're going to abort at the last minute.
2: So I, I, I think that the vaccine thing, I, I, I'm not even sure it's necessary for this vaccine that they even push it as far as injecting everybody. I think that they, there's going to be a push, but I don't think it's going to be as strong as we think that this vaccine, this remdesivir or whatever the hell it's called. um, They've already won. They've already got a thousand dollar a pop vaccine and the federal government committed to a hundred million doses or 400 million, however many it is, they've already committed. They've got their money. The money is in the bank. They don't even have to develop anything past a saline solution. They've already been paid for this one. But what they stand to gain by continuing the vaccine push is making sure that the next one is also a moneymaker.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, I agree. It's a pharmaceutical companies.
3: Well, and you'll, you're already hearing that. Well, I mean, the vaccines might only last six months. So, I mean, you're going to oh, have to yeah, get this gonna done.
0: it's going to be like a flu shot.
3: For yeah, sure I, it is.
2: Okay. Isn't this the, the, the RNA vaccine that fundamentally alters your DNA? And yeah. somehow, what are we, does it revert after six months? Is that how that works now?
3: It might. I don't know. That's, I'm not a scientist. It's That's the only, why the I,
2: only part that reverts is I, the part that gives you antibodies to covid the rest yes. of it's the stays. only part that reverts is that your wallet recovers a little bit and they need to get back into it
3: yeah well, let's just assume that there is a vaccine and it's somewhat workable which right
1: workable but, as in like it's not going to do that much damage to a large percentage of the population
3: great right. or or it actually does what it's supposed to do which i mean i know pie in the sky but at that point if you what, get the what, vaccine, the common cold. Why do you care if somebody else doesn't? It's like, well, then they're going to get sick. What don't I have? If you have the vaccine and you believe it works, then somebody they, not getting the vaccine, who cares?
1: Because they think it's herd, herd immunity is required, and that a certain percentage of people have to. Otherwise, we're killing the the people that have been yeah. vaccinated. They, they,
0: that they, would the be children. the argument, but I don't think that I don't think I don't know I don't think they're going to take it that far. I mean, you could even look at that hundred million doses as being a good thing. It's like they know. That they don't need 375 million doses, but they know they'll probably get that 100 million in and now they're going to have 100 million people that are going to buy that motherfucker every year and they'll have cost call oh, the, the pharmaceutical I mean, yeah. companies will call have called it a success. I mean, how the fuck else? Do you, they've been trying to sneak some new diseases in so they can have some new vaccines for a while. They got all these other I mean, I'm, childhood I'm, mandatory ones, but they haven't been able to scare the adults into anything yet. So now they the got healthy this, adults, the healthy adults. So now they got yeah. this new one. They we're, got the flu not, shot. We're, that's we're, an we're, annual we're, and the other one.
2: We're going to have an MRNA vaccine as as the yearly flu shot that we're all pushed to get soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, get your DNA ju- adjusted. And they, they may so already they, know this is going to be like
3: SARS-1 and it's going to die off on its own. But we could keep doing a well, vaccine for a decade. But they, won't,
0: they don't care if you get it because the government's going to buy the doses anyway. It's True. just like here. I walk into the pharmacy and I walk by five signs. Come get your free fucking flu shot. Come get your free. Uh, what's the one that's like the chicken pox? The but, MMR? Huh? Shingles? The, the, come get your free shingles. I mean, I, can go, I could go to the fucking pharmacy right now and get like four shots. I for go through the HEPA. Yeah. I think some of the exotic ones they try and charge you for, but most of them the government's just paying for. And same mistakes.
2: The, <laughs> the local pharmacy has the sign, you know, flu shots free with, you know, an asterisk because it's your insurance paying for it. And, then, and that banner is bigger than the name of the store. And you then can't the can't even fine get, print, uh, you can't the find a free Band Aid
0: in the States, but you can get free fucking flu shots. And the fine and print says, uh, uh, else because <laughs> they've conned the government into paying for it.
1: And it comes with a positive COVID test, too.
3: Hey, yes, that's an extra added bonus. Everybody gets a positive COVID test.
0: So by that stats, I don't think they really like they've pushed COVID to the point now where they're going to sell a bunch of vaccines. It's not like they got to keep, it's not like they got to convince Graham to buy one. The Canadian government's going to buy one for Graham, whether Graham takes it or not. And the pharmaceutical companies those, don't care. So
1: it doesn't
2: matter if those vaccines sit in
0: a warehouse. No,
1: and
2: that's already good they got paid.
0: No, that's
1: a good point. I, yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. Yeah.
3: Now, the real question is, and if this, this is a just pandemic. Just to finish
0: that thought, the reason that they need to start talking about antibodies and everything else is because they don't want it to be a once in a lifetime. They don't want it to be like the MMR. Where, I mean, they say you got to get the measles shot once every 10 years or whatever, but I mean, everyone gets their last one when they're 16 or 15, and they never fucking get another one again. And there's no measles outbreaks in the older population, so they've, they can't they can't really ramp up the current vaccines any further. They got the flu shot. That's a moneymaker. They're selling millions of them every fucking year, tens of millions. And now they're going to have this COVID one. And now they've even managed to fucking, I mean, the flu shot they've been trying to get outside of the U S for a while. They got it into Canada. They got it into the UK. They got Australia. into Italy. That helped there. I don't know where else they've got it, but <laughs> now they're going to have this COVID. You're going to have governments from countries all over the fucking planet And the the pharmaceutical fucking gangsters that have already taken over the West are looking to sink their tentacles into the rest of the world. And I think they've made a deal with the Chinese government somewhere in the process.
3: Probably, because you have to ask yourself, what is this, the misdirection? What aren't we supposed to be looking at? Because every country in the world, if you believe the media, has handled this horribly. And the story keeps getting more confusing. If this was, hey, there's a disease, it's bad, we're working on a vaccine, but all of the information that was coming out was more or less agreed upon and people could prove it, then the conspiracy theories wouldn't happen. This seems like it was created in such a way to have conspiracy theories just take off from the very first thing we heard, which was, oh, you know what? We just need to flatten the curve. It was never everybody needs to hide at home for four weeks until there's a cure. I, I or,
2: still remember 14 days to flatten the curve. That right. was the original lockdown.
3: And we're not, we we have flattened the curve now. So, but we're still like, oh, we can't open. We can't open. We can't open. It's like, why? It doesn't make sense because the amount of people that are dying are so low that the hospitals are handling it. That was the whole idea. It wasn't to have a cure it was that we needed the hospitals to be able to have enough beds to handle the influx. And that happened, but then the story kept changing. And when the story keeps changing, that leads to guys like all of us going, well, why? And the answers aren't simple. So we come up with some interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, and it, I think you're you're right. And it depends on what your worldview is on how nefarious this control mechanism is. I mean, do they, you know, it, it's not too hard to go to they're going to force everybody to do it for some pretty, pretty evil, evil means. But I, I, I even have a hard time going there sometimes, but it sure seems like that's, what's going to end up happening. If, right. If, Cause
3: if, what does that look like? I mean, especially, you know, there's uh, you know, in different countries, obviously slightly different medical systems and slightly different amounts of authoritarian control. But you know, in the United States and Canada, what, what really happens if you're somebody that says, No, I don't want the vaccine. I mean, do we really believe that somebody's going to show up at your house and drag you to someplace?
1: No, it's going to be subtle. You can't shop. You can't fly. You can't, you know, get your new license or you can't do whatever. It's going to be
2: the social credit stuff. And then
0: there'll be money to be made in fake fake vaccines.
2: We've already seen that with public schools. You know, when when we had the measles outbreak in this state a couple of years ago, there were a lot of public schools that declared it's like, we will not allow a kid in without proof of immunization against measles. So if you didn't get the MMR injected into you when you were a baby or, and you, or you can't prove it, they wouldn't let you go to public school, which I'd be totally okay with if I didn't, wasn't forced to pay for it.
0: I think in, uh, maybe in Ontario, they got some stricter stuff, but I hear in Alberta, there's no, there's no, uh, Yet, I don't even get much pressure.
3: <laughs> Darren, Everything's yet, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I, I got no, a room. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh! I was going to change the topic. Uh, I, I heard a rumor that you guys are uh, are sending your DNA to a corporate database. Oh, my oh God. yeah, I heard that. That got out fast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you put yeah, it yeah, on your did, show. So. Yeah, yeah out, kind of 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 this, show. out of
1: all this, out of all this, out of all this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Darren sucked me into it.
3: You know, I was listening to that and I was cringing and I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I mean, really, the only downside, I guess, will really be if somebody related to you has committed a murder and then they go because that's, they're catching a lot of people because their family get DNA tests. And um, well,
2: no, no, the, the thing that the, the downside is not it, it has nothing to do with murder. I mean, the, the big story no, of what they could okay. do was the, the Golden State Killer. And, right. you know, oh, anybody I tell this story anybody I tell this story to, you know, like, well, you know, they, they took the DNA and they figured out the golden state killer. Well, okay, everybody's like, oh, well, that's fine. Cause I think that he should have been caught. But what happens when the person they're going after they're like, yeah, this, this person was spreading misinformation about COVID and uh, we need, just need to find him in his cabin in the woods. <laughs> and they use the same techniques. I mean, maybe that's probably not going to happen this year, but I, you know enemies of the state are enemies of the state and right now they're they're approving their techniques based on people that yeah i mean yeah murder is bad and you shouldn't do it and it's probably good that the guy was brought to justice but i'm a little bit concerned when you know i get on a list of podcasters and they're like we are gonna do the same thing to you
3: when they have to collect your dna to be a podcaster i mean hey maybe that'll be a thing
2: <laughs> i think the
0: phone could probably get you know how many iphone models are we away from not just getting your dna
3: yeah well yeah you just need to... when was the last time you went to the doctor I mean
2: hello you leave you leave smudges on the fingerprint reader every time you unlock your iPhone I mean it kind of already has your DNA
0: yeah and then it's like we're part of a nationalized healthcare system here so that's kind of the way I look at it as like if they really wanted my DNA they would have just asked my doctor and it's like if he, if he wants to continue to get fucking paid from the government who is the person who pays him he's going to say here's Darren's blood
3: I guess that is where the problem with the DNA comes in, especially under any kind of socialized medicine, which is, oh, your DNA says you're susceptible to Huntington's disease or something like that that's genetic. And they're like, well, so we're just not going to treat you because, you know, it costs too much money to treat you.
2: Yeah.
0: Darren,
1: Darren made sure that it wasn't going to do that.
0: One. Yeah, we didn't do the we didn't do the one that uh,
1: <laughs> we didn't get the deluxe version. We just got the ancestral one. We just we doing. went
0: to the ancestry place. All they do is lineage. Apparently, apparently. Yeah.
2: Well, when when you decide though, when you decide to to trust a corporation with that kind of information, it, it's you can't just make the decision based on what they say they're going to do. <laughs> Even if you absolutely believe that they are not going to let your data out. Uh, you know, there's, there's two big ways that data gets breached, even from a company that is completely legit and on the up and up. And one is the company, you know, there's a, a hacking, the database breach, those happen all the time. And then the second is the company just straight gets bought out. And then the new parent company is like, well, we've got all this data and it's worth millions if we just sell it.
0: Luckily, I'm going to put your guys' names when I fill out the thing. (laughs)
3: Oh, excellent. That's what I've always Good. said. Never. Just need, if you can send it in, don't use your own name. I need some more misdirection. Yes. Yeah. Femrose is everywhere. That is, that is the problem, but it's, it's scary stuff because you're right though. If you have anything done at a doctor's office, I mean, we get blood tests, you know, every year or so just for normal checkups. It's like, they've got that information. They've got way more than a a, a cheek swab.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to see what would happen With that, I got an article here, too, just to switch back for a quick sec. uh, It was forwarded to us. Could employers and states mandate COVID-19 vaccinations? Here's what the courts have ruled. A safe and effective vaccine could end the coronavirus pandemic. Well, that's not true to me. But for it to succeed, enough people would have to be inoculated. Recent polls suggest that the U.S. is far from ready. Most survey- surveys have found that only about two-thirds of adults say they would probably get the vaccine while they protect most people who get vaccinated. Research suggests it may be insufficient to reach herd immunity and stop the virus spread. <sighs> and, yeah, then, and the U.S. government in- engages Pfizer, this is about a week ago, to produce millions of doses of COVID. So just like you guys were talking about
3: yeah well they're they're ready I mean I thought they were ramping up even before it was approved in the hopes that once it's approved boom it's ready to go out and uh yeah it's yeah. jump the gun
1: a yeah. little bit the agreement also allows the u.s government to acquire an additional 500 million doses so
3: there you go well we can always use that with all these other countries to blackmail them even they don't know it doesn't work
1: <laughs> exactly
3: we got doses we can sell you doses don't worry about it we want to be your friend come on
0: I don't care if they throw them out; they'll have just sold them. The, 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 a couple more trillion of your tax dollars is going to go into the coffers of the elite. It is, and then not... I'll have to take a dollar from every one of those five hundred million things and put them in the vaccine court to pay off all the injuries. Yeah.
3: Well, the most interesting thing about this virus is the minute that the data started coming out showing that the death rate was way lower than anybody originally thought. We start getting a slew of stories. If you guys are probably seeing the same thing up there, which is, oh, like 80 percent of the people who have had even mild cases have heart damage and people have neurological damage and they have lung damage. And this is even if you think you just had a minor case of this, you're going to be screwed for life. And why is that? Why are these stories all of a sudden being pushed? They don't know if any damage to the heart is going to be long term or not. They don't know. So why are they running the stories? Is it to scare people into getting the vaccine when it comes out or is it to keep them inside or is it still another big distraction?
0: I think it's just I, I, a big I, distraction I, or a sy- I, symptom I didn't, of over-centralization.
2: Yes. It's to scare people.
3: Everything's to scare people.
2: Yeah. I mean, still the tracking- news is
0: so centralized now. I mean, I swear it's like everyone just checking their inbox and, On their way into the newsroom in the morning, they check their inbox to see what the story is.
2: Well, it's way easier to just report some company's press release than it is to go to actual journalism. No, it's
0: not even that, though. I mean, you've heard the no agenda mashups. Yes. Yes. Of all these (laughs) local broadcasters saying the exact same shit verbatim or maybe with a little southern twist on it or a northern twist or a western twist or
2: That's not laziness on the part of the local newsrooms. That is directives coming from corporate.
0: Yes. Centralization. I mean, we've just over centralized everything to the point that even if it isn't nefarious, it's fucking super, 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 super nearsighted at the very least, which is super dangerous in itself. Yeah. It only takes a couple of fucking meatballs to fuck everything up.
3: Well, yeah. When you take one story that somebody did and you trust them with it and you run it everywhere.
1: Yeah, but it's even the local ones that, uh, like, I just f- finally went to check out our local Calgary Herald, which has a, a daily coronavirus update. I guess, and they're talking about the triple digit increase. So this was just last week of cases. Now cases, I don't know if they're using the pool testing yeah. or not, but cases could be, you know,
2: subjective. But and if you have if you have one case, then then one more case is a triple digit increase.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the, no, no, they're saying like, so there was 111, like it was triple digit as that. So I think three days in a row that was over a hundred basically is what they meant. But they were, they were tracking it back to like a private gathering and uh, the fire and ice hookah bar. Like they were putting these they specific companies.
0: specifically. We're going to get sued by the fire and ice hookah bar.
1: You know, but they keep putting <laughs> that in. And I'm wondering like, so they're, people are scared because they see that that these people think they're tracking these, these cases back to like one specific night or one specific spot. And I mean, yeah, I guess it's possible that somebody that really did have it is, you know, singing karaoke in the hookah bar and spewing their gob everywhere and maybe getting a bunch of people infected. I mean, I guess that is possible, but I think it's but more this, like the this pool is one of the
2: reasons to. This is one of the reasons to resist all attempts at contact tracing because you, you were going to find yourself with a, a letter in the mail that says you've got COVID and it's because somebody else decided who was totally perfectly healthy, decided to go wait in a three hour line at a testing center, got their positive test like a badge of fucking honor and then said, Oh, and here's all of the other people that I was hanging out with over the last three weeks. And your name was on the list and congratulations. You've now got the scarlet letter of you're a COVID person.
3: Yeah, I still like the idea of setting up a, you know, little black market service for having certificates that people are clear of the had their vaccine. I like that. I like that idea.
0: Yeah, we'll get that off the ground between the I mean, it might be a better thing for the no agenda community to take on. They probably got better Photoshop people. Not saying we don't have great
3: Photoshop people, but (laughs) you know, that is we we can fake documents.
2: The quality of memes that cross No Agenda social continues to amaze me. I mean, even No Agenda art generator, where you know Darren gets most of the wins, but but
3: only just, like one out of every yeah. three for the last couple <laughs> yeah, of years. Know. That's I, all. But I mean, that's what we do yeah. during the show. So I mean, it's not hard to do. It, it, not as much being a great artist; it's being able to know what Adam and John are looking for. Like anything else, I mean if you're producing and also a being product,
2: able to pump out twelve in part, twelve pieces of art during the show,
3: yeah I mean spray and pray that works too I mean I just you never get tired of hearing my name on the show or when Adam went on to Nick the Rat he mentioned me when he went on that email podcast he mentioned me so I mean we're right there we're right in his frontal yeah. lobe so Graham,
2: yeah, somebody on Discord recommended that I ask you about your calves oh his yeah.
3: calves yeah what about or like like the animals or his calves are like of his legs
2: i i i'm not sure it wasn't <laughs> specified okay oh they're just talking about my legs
1: my leg calves i've got daddy calves i don't even <laughs> what know what that I don't, know what, I don't even know what that means but i got called out like in front of 150 people a few years ago while I was golfing and <laughs> driving in front of everybody and somebody yells out look at those daddy calves
3: That's and you're like i don't, that I don't know, is that story, a but. is that bad or is that <laughs> well,
1: good Well, it's, it's it's a it's a backhanded compliment,
3: you
2: know, <laughs> that, it, well, it sounded like an in joke. Yeah. Just, I just felt like propagating it.
3: Well, yeah. and I mean, this, the stuff with the COVID too, I mean, you guys had some events coming up in the United States yeah. and now that's getting all screwed up. I mean, I know yeah. you said you could probably get in cause they're your events, but then I'm guessing there's some red tape involved with that to be like, well, no, we're doing business.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we think we can get across saying we're doing business, but uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's going to, so far, they're still on the one in September and the one in October, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, well, it, if,
2: if you really need to cross into Washington state, I can, I can recommend a couple of illegal border crossings just to okay. contact me offline. Nice. Can you pick me up? Uh, yeah, uh, just go to this GPS location
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in the middle of a desert somewhere or what?
0: Oh,
2: uh, no, it's all forest.
0: Oh, well, that's bush. Better. Yeah, I might as well
3: bring my rifle then. Oh, yeah, do a little hunting on the way. That's right.
2: Well, you're you're coming into the United States. You definitely need to bring your rifle or yeah. they
3: provide one at the border. Really? Yeah, they just give me one. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, you don't have a gun? Here, what, what kind would you like? Speaking what, what
0: of mandatory masks, we do have a few new uh, masks out this week in the store. We got Fear is the Mind Killer. And, nice. Oh, and, I was looking at those. And Glory Hole.
1: Oh, my, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have COVID-1984? Not I think yet. she's working yeah. on it. I think she did Plandemic now. Um, we got It's All, This is Bullshit. This is Bullshit I is far and away the bullshit.
3: bestseller. But did yeah. you guys ever think we'd come to a point where government entities were telling you to glow, go to glory holes and oh. use the uh, reverse cowgirl and all these kind of <laughs> things? So, you know, for safety's sake.
1: I can't believe it. It's just add, add it to the add it to the list of the 2020 uh phenomena.
2: It it, it it's it's like it's like 2020 decided that uh, they wanted us to stop saying crazy things, and they knew we wouldn't stop, so they just decided to take all the things we've been saying and make them not crazy anymore.
3: They just don't seem crazy anymore. They are still crazy, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, it is—it's killing all the conspiracy theorists because it's like we can't come up with anything better.
1: I know. Do you guys think that Trump's going to come up with something pretty big here to to get through? I mean, if you if you just put aside our conversation earlier about how yeah, it's yeah. all big plan. Just trust um, the plan. <laughs> it, it, do you think that he's going to, I mean, disclosures right around there I mean, they're, they're talking about UFO disclosure right now. I mean, it's pretty much happened. It's been what you just have been talking about for decades, what they've wanted. I mean, it's pretty much here. It's not really the way people want it, but whatever. I mean, it's in the, it's in the, Well, it's in the zeitgeist right now. I mean, do you think something big is going to happen? I mean, I've heard some crazy rumors about Tesla technology and disclosure and, you know, all this stuff.
3: My guess would be that um, a vast majority of people that are going to be voting want to feel safe. And what's going on in the major cities here are definitely throwing people for a loop. And I think this may end up backfiring on the leftists who are doing a majority of this violence that they think it's going to hurt Trump. But I think the average person is scared to death of stuff like the chop that happened in Seattle for what's going on in New York, where crime is going up hundreds of percent because, well, that's what happens one when you get rid of the specialized crime unit. And when you decide that you're not going to have bail, which I don't understand that in a city, the size of New York, which is you could walk down the street, punch somebody in front in the face in front of a cop, they'll arrest you, they'll take you in, but there's no bail. You'll be out in a half hour. You can go punch somebody else. You can keep doing it. They're never going to hold you on bail. And they wonder why crime goes up Chicago. I mean, we call it Chirac for a reason. (laughs) There is shootings like mad every weekend here in Chicago and nobody cares. Nobody seems to do anything, but I think the average citizen looks at this stuff and goes. I want peace. I just want to be left alone. Like Ryan said earlier, I just want things to be nice and simple. And if Trump could come up with a way to make all the violence stop, sending in the national guard and stuff like that, as much as these mayors want to fight them, which is just weird to me too, when there's video of Portland literally burning down and you have the mayor of that city going, we don't want your federal officials here to help us. It's like your city is burning down. Well, look at say, look at
1: what happened in yeah. Chicago with the with the uh, the tactics they had there, dumping all the weapons around and the whole shield wall, and they move right up to all the cops, chucking stuff at them. I mean, those poor yeah. cops just can't even fight back, and they're just wow. getting beamed. But
0: in between the lines, there, we've managed to convince the centrists that it's a good idea to deploy the military on your own soil.
3: Oh, yeah, not the I military. Mean, who
0: would have ever thought, well, the, or even the National Guard. I mean, there's, there's like, you know, we're, it, we're getting to the it? point that well, we're, it, we're almost getting ready to embrace, a, uh, embrace yeah. Yeah. fucking the same thing that all of us, you know, 20 years ago would have been like, no way, man. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, maybe that's well, like Peterson says, is when you're young, you're just fucking, we need the old people to keep us in line when we're young and stupid.
3: Well, yeah, you need the law and order. I mean, that is exactly it. You there's a reason why growing up you have parents that but will you don't keep
0: need you. armed people on street corners.
3: No, no, that's true. Well,
2: we, we kind of do, but they need to be, you know, the normal citizens going about their daily lives. Yeah, because well, I,
0: I think that's where we're going to head. I think it's going to go to some weird nationalization of the police force and it's going to get fucking weird. Well, I mean it, we're going to lose the system where you guys have where sheriffs are actually elected by the people in the counties or I mean I don't know exactly how that works but it seems like a pretty good system whereas it's going to go to more of I think a militarized chain of command.
3: Well, I'm I mean, more than that. I think everybody should just get a you know forget about actually having concealed carry permits. I think everybody should be allowed to conceal carry and or open carry or whatever, yeah. Yeah, because this, uh, you know, in New York, again, in Chicago, they have very similar laws when you have, like we did in, uh, in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago where the kid who was like only one, two years old got killed while he was outside at a party with about 30 of his family members and an SUV pulled up and three or four guys got out of the SUV and started shooting. You know, if those 30 people at the party all had guns, and the minute those guys got out of the SUV, those thirty people pulled out their guns. I doubt the kid gets shot. You know, there's something yeah. to be said, and the stats prove this: that the areas where there's a higher percentage of concealed carry in the United States, violent crime is actually lower.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, and I appreciate no agenda for touching this this subject about how it's not just happening now it's been going on for quite a while now where the crime has been getting worse. There's the punishment is less. I mean, the cops in Calgary here, they keep arresting the same people over and over and they just go to a different neighborhood and steal a different car or a different bike. And it's this, this low kind of under, like John says, under a thousand dollars or $1,500 crime just doesn't get, you know, that's where the law and order is going. It's just not, yep. it's not there anymore. And I mean, you know, I, I, I I've my mind's changed over the years about that. I want I want more law and order. I want my girlfriend to feel safe walking around the city. You know, I want to feel like
2: my shit's not gonna get stolen.
3: Right.
2: You're a normal person who wants some law and order. Like we don't want total, complete anarchy, which is kind of what's prevailing when when there are no police at all. And you know, even even people like me who I've had vehement arguments with Darren on our show about saying, well, I'm not sure that the police should be a military force. And he's like, well, they should have everything, every right. And that's not, I'm mischaracterizing, but we all want at least some police to, to handle the more egregious of the crimes. We want somebody to, you know, someone goes and steals a car and goes on a joy ride Uh, it's illegal for me to shoot him as he pulls it out, uh, pulls out of my driveway. But meanwhile, nothing's going to happen to him if he makes it to the street. That doesn't seem right. So uh, we kind of want something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: To, to answer your question from earlier, I was thinking of, uh, you were saying, you know, or have we seen it all? And I was just kind of mulling over 2020 was a year where we've, we've had societal norms completely shattered. Like at the beginning of the year, I never thought that that uh, a politician would come out and just heavy handed decide that they're going to shut down private businesses. That's, that's never happened in my lifetime that, that, you know, it it's, it violates it, the norms that we all expected of, of our society. Then I never expected that, that somebody would come out and, and try to dictate, you know, you, thou shalt wear a face covering, you know, that, that again, shattered norms. Um, And I don't think we're done with this. I mean, for one thing, we've got the October surprise coming up, whatever that's going to be, uh, you know, it, Trump who, uh, for, for all of the insistence by the media that he was an authoritarian tyrant, he never struck me as that, but he, you know, somewhere along the line, he sent federal troops into us cities and that, I mean, that's kind of the authoritarian at least starting to behave like the authoritarian they say he was. It's, I mean, that didn't feel, it felt like another norm was shattered. Um, I, I, and I think, yeah, but he's not the first not president
3: gonna, to do that. Not by a no, long shot, not,
2: but I, it's still, I mean, I, I just, I have expectations based on what, how society is supposed to function that are being shattered left and right. And I think we're, we're definitely not done. And I think that we're going to see, Something else that just blows away all of our expectations, and you know, may, maybe not yours if if you've been seeing this coming for a long time. But I mean, what I see is, you know, Trump is finally getting fed up with 2020 and all the goading, and is starting to act like what what they've been saying he is. And then the Democrats have clearly demonstrated that they are willing to do literally anything to get Trump out of office, whether it be legal or constitutional or not with, with the single exception of course, of putting out a candidate worth voting for. (laughs) But they, they, I I think that we're not done just like a jaw on the floor. I can't believe this is happening in, in a civilized country.
3: Yeah. If you've noticed, Trump has toned it down lately. He's wearing a mask. He's telling people to wear masks. He is making that switch, which maybe it's because it's 100 days to the election and he's trying to morph into the guy that can bring reason when Joe Biden can't make a sentence. I'm waiting for the debates. That should be entertaining, no matter what, if do, Biden does do, that. Do you
2: honestly think the DNC will let those debates go on?
3: If they don't, there's I don't no think way. there's any way Biden wins. Because even uh, Chris well, Wallace, I don't think who is... any way Biden wins without a crooked election. Chris Wallace of Fox News, who has gone way, way, way to the left over the last few years, Trump sat down with them and got hard questions. Biden's refusing to do so. It's like, you're playing to your home crowd, Biden. Come on. If you're afraid to sit down with that guy... I don't know how a debate goes on unless here's the only thing guys I then I believe this already happened with Biden in the the primaries. I believe he was wearing an earpiece and listening and repeating what somebody else was telling him and I think he could get away with that if these debates go, you know, where he's coming, you know, over Skype or something like that rather than being in a room.
1: I think he's running for protection. I think he's protecting the cabal by running because they can't attack him. Because I mean, he his family owns an island near uh, near Mac uh, near uh, Epstein's. I mean, apparently, I don't know for sure if there's a submarine. One of Gislaine's things has a submarine base. There. There's a fighting has a
3: submarine base island. Wait, yeah, yeah. Is there, so, Biden has a submarine base. This but, would be awesome. No,
1: no, is 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 relative. Think cute is relative. I mean, no, but no, but just put it together it's the same reason why they couldn't go after him in Ukraine. Cause he's running for president that protected him. And now he's running for president. Now is... it could protect this whole umbrella thing because he's going, you can't do that much against him. He's running for th- that. Well, that regardless
0: makes sense. if I thought the well, not, not votes mattered, wins. which I don't, I don't think that there's any way that the American public will vote for someone who won't leave their basement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, then, uh, then they, what you are electing a dude, dude that won't leave the basement?
2: With, With all his, mail-in voting, they don't have to. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I caveated it votes. by
0: saying that I don't think your votes mattered way before they were mail-in votes.
2: Well yeah. yeah well, well and, and, and I'm I'm in a state that's had all mail-in votes for more than a decade.
3: And I'm going <laughs> to echo the question that Scott Adams asked earlier today, which is: If a nefarious group sent fake ballots to one party's voters, what would that do?
1: Yeah. There you go. Uh, it would be 2016.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, but I mean, what if like just I'm um, total speculation and I, I mean, I probably shouldn't even go there, but what if, you know, Obama and Biden, the conspiracies are true. There's the whole trafficking network. is connected to Epstein connected to Ghislaine connected to Hollywood connected to all this. They've got the underground bases. They've got the submarine connecting these islands down there. It, it's Haiti. It's right next door to, I mean, it, it's all connected. And, The only thing leaving them some protection, a little bit of protection, is that Biden is a
3: candidate still. (laughs) Wow, that's uh, that's hanging your hat on a very. You don't think they
0: could just buy someone else out with you know, or threaten someone else? What do you you mean? Well, I mean if they if they got the right pressure on you, they could get you to run if you're American. No,
1: no, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. No, he has to run for the protection of the. The, the system, the cabal, yeah, so, so the charge to the the, the, cabal, the, traffic, the, best, the network. The best they can
0: come up with is Joe fucking Biden?
1: Well, because he's directly I involved. The I
0: mean, the they don't have anyone Biden else directly involved?
1: That. What? That would run?
0: Well, they need somebody to everybody run. Everybody who's directly involved need this win as much as the next guy, so they don't have anyone out of all these Democrats that well, are to right
2: think, think the I think the choice is simpler than that. I think it was Joe's turn. And if, if Joe loses, then, uh, you know, okay, sorry, old man, but you're put out to pasture. And if Joe wins, then two weeks in he's going to die of COVID possibly assisted by a car crash or something or the hot tub and whoever he chose as vice president, that's who the party actually wants.
0: So you're going back to thinking votes count. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I I'm I'm trying to live in my persistent illusion in order to save on beer money.
3: Well, and what did you guys, what was the, you know, what was your take on the fact that Biden's like, well, my vice president's going to have to be a female of color. I mean, now if we've ever gone to a point to where we're racist, sexist, and not treating people based upon their abilities, we're at it now.
0: You know what? I think, I think it should all just be like, like the draft and nobody gets to want to be a congressman or a senator or yeah. maybe, maybe ping it out so the congressmen's are like you got to be are like 24 to 35 and then the senators are like 35 to 44 and then you know you know we'll figure that out but i think it should be a, a draft
2: mentality i
0: don't want any fucking idea men in running anything I would rather the, the prime minister I
2: have ever heard short of what we're doing right now, the, know, that would, the prime minister that
0: of Canada. Be- I want him to be a fucking dunce that doesn't do anything, but carry out the will of the people, which is exactly what they're supposed to be there for. Oh. And the yeah. congressmen <laughs> are supposed to be stretch. constituents to their fucking part of the state or part of the country. And they're supposed to be going there and hearing what those people want to do on all the national issues so that they can take those people's outlook and go vote on it. And it's not supposed to be party lines or lobbying or anything else. And maybe if you just
2: How who's the idealist here?
0: Well, I mean, that's that not work? really, an that's that's what our, that's what we've been sold.
2: I mean, imagine. Yeah. Well, we've if, also been sold that votes matter. I'm just letting you know.
0: Well, yeah, We're exactly. Just, so that's that's the system that might work. You don't. I don't. I don't think that anyone should be. Qualified. I mean, if there wasn't a big shady cabal behind behind Biden, I'd be <laughs> like, "Yeah, man, let's have the demented guy in there." Because you know, at this point, we'd be better off if everything just stayed the fucking same and stopped. If everything just stopped, you know, I don't think there's any rolling the ball back up the fucking hill. We just need
2: to stop the ball from rolling down the hill or slow it down. I, it, losing the race is the only way that Biden lives to February of twenty twenty one.
3: No, no. Winning the race means he'll be dead. Um, the there's no doubt that the deep state is a part of this. There's a guy that writes for the Chicago Tribune named John Cass, who's had the number one column. You know, he was page two now for decades, and he wrote about George Soros and how Soros gave so much money to Kim Fox, which was the DA oh, here, and yeah. you know that, that dealt with the Jesse Smollett case, and uh, you know he pointed out this the Soros connection and how many. Of these mayors, and how many of these DAs that are very, very, very low on punishment when it comes to crimes, how many of money he's put to get these people elected, and the union, the writers at that paper, which he's never joined, which I think is great, but they want him gone. And they moved him from page two, they buried him somewhere now because. You know, that's dangerous. They said he was anti-Semitic because it was, it's like, well, don't you know, saying Soros is just a very thinly veiled anti-Semitic. Uh, it's like, no, it's a guy who cares what his religion religion is. He's an like actual guy. So if saying that George Soros is evil is anti-Semitic, it's like that. That means that saying I'm an asshole is anti-Catholic. It doesn't make sense. Funny how
1: Soros quoted that. Uh, I think he wants to use the black people to burn down America, that they're the easiest ones to manipulate. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a real quote. He's ready to burn down the States.
0: You're so, pretty sure that's a real. quote. I
1: don't want to, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but let's just, you know, somebody fact check me, but I mean, that's
0: pretty scary if it is, if we ever get to the point where we're sure about stuff we will be dangerous.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the, we never want our podcast that, to reach that level. You,
0: that'll
1: be the day you get deplatformed. Yeah, we It have was no, from Bilderberg bro. 2014. I think it was from there. How it? So, so apparently,
3: apparently. Yeah. Well, obviously around. you're doing something right because you're building an audience. The value for value thing is working for you. I mean, you're not buying obviously submarines and islands next to Biden's, but you're doing okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're doing okay. Just okay. You've got enough to, America to make see a, a support a kick ass
2: basement studio.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: how about no, well, you guys? Are you are you on schedule or how's things going as planned?
3: I mean, it's like there is a schedule. I mean, this, the interesting thing with our podcast was, I mean, I was doing podcasts 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more because I remember when no agenda started. Right. And I remember telling, you know, a buddy of mine who I was doing a show with at the time, like, you know, I think these guys have it figured out as far as how they're doing this and trying to monetize it. Because back then there was no such thing as monetizing a podcast. Right. And if, if somebody kind of
2: isn't now, unless you sell out to someone like Spotify
3: well, no, that's not true. That is not true. There are shows that are making
2: the paywall. There's decent. the paywall. There's the paywall
1: version, which is really good for some people. They're doing very well with the paywall.
3: Yeah. The the paywall works. The value for value model works. It's a different thing. It's a completely different concept that works for different reasons. You know, it's guys like Scott Adams. It's interesting to me because he just jumped over to locals and is charging like seven bucks a month for his content. And I'm sure he's doing okay. I mean, I'm sure that's working out for him. And if you have an audience, that is maybe one way to go. I mean, I I do believe the no agenda system works for one reason. And that is you can set a tier of five or 10 bucks a month, like a lot of people do and get a lot of people to join, but you're missing out on those guys. I mean, you listen to no agenda. There's every now and then it's like, well, today's top donation is three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Now, if they would have only been charging five or ten bucks a month, no matter what, you're missing out on people that want to do more, and yeah. you're also cutting people out who either can't pay or don't want to pay.
1: Yep, but you got to be willing to okay. ask for it and beg for it because we were we weren't we were against that to the begin with, and then we're like, okay, we got to start. We learned from the No Agenda guys. Right? we got to start, if we're not going to do ads on, we got to start asking for support.
3: Right. Or saying, do you really want ads? Cause I mean, we could do that and they'll, they'll take a lot of time out of the podcast. They're not great content. And you know, maybe we'll make 20 bucks a show or, you know, you guys could chip in. I know Adam hates that, but uh, you know, yeah. the concept is valid. Well, it, it, and
2: it's not, you don't characterize it like chip in, you characterize it like, did you get some value from this show? If so, we would appreciate some value. I mean, d- make, make it clear that, that we're not giving this for free. We're, we're saying, you know, it, whatever value you get, go ahead and send it back. And there are going to be people who don't have any value out of it. That, that, that's fine. We understand. And there's going to be freeloaders, but it, it, the funny thing is the number of people I've seen who were, you know, like, uh, I've been listening to the no agenda show for free for eight years. And, uh, I finally got tired, ty- you know, I finally got tired of it and I just have to pitch in and here's an instantite, night. Right. It is. A, yeah. it, so, I mean, you if if you pay well, you shut out all of the people who can't pay yet, but might later.
1: Yeah. That is- yeah. But you're, if you, if you attract the people, like, let's say the higher side chats does, he, he attracts people through his tease, you know, his first half, the tease and the second half gets all the. You get all the extra content, and it, I mean, he makes enough where it doesn't matter that he doesn't get those big, those big donations. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a big some, enough bake. Yeah, some of them are, are raking it in that way, but it's yeah. uh, you know, we we decided not to do that. We decided to go. We're not doing
3: paywall. The force,
1: yeah, it's like value for value. So you get just it's all free and just go that way, and uh, yeah, it's working slowly, 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 but surely.
2: Well, it is so a bill. You're, you're, you're never getting it rich on the value for value podcasting model. No, but you might pay the rent.
3: Yeah. And you get a better base of producers. I don't think there's any question about that who are more invested in the show. And I think that there is a huge difference in that for, you know, I would give up a large part of the audience for a small percentage that is very much active in the community and not only, co- you know, contributing as far as the cash goes but sending in content. I mean, Ryan pointed out, you know, a few weeks ago on no agenda social, you know, all of a sudden it seemed like, well, more links were coming in. People were posting more stuff with, you know, it to us like, Oh, you could talk about this. You could talk about this, you know, getting emails and stuff like that, where, you know, that is a huge thing. You know, when we look at, you know, even with our small audience on this show and on, uh, the solo show that I do, it's interesting when you look at the stats and you're like, oh, wow, there's people downloading this in Australia and in the UK and in Germany and in the Netherlands. And it's a very diverse group and it is a very worldwide group, which is something that surprised me. I think we're all kind of, you know, used to talking to the people in our little bubbles in our area. And you think what we're talking about which covers a lot of American politics, like No Agenda does. But there are people all over the world interested in the topics. And it's, it's just been humbling to see the amount of people that come in and comment. There was a guy on Twitter the other day that was just like, hey, you know, your latest random thoughts was awesome. And he's from Australia. It's like, okay, there's a random guy in Australia listening to me talk. And the only connection is maybe they listen to No Agenda also. But it also goes, there's another guy in the no agenda stream named Larry Blydner who does that Larry show over at that And we got a subscriber, you know, and the note that came in was that, Hey, you know, why came to you through Larry? And it's like, Oh, wow. You know, I forget. Cause I think we're, we're just taking no agendas traffic. Cause we're on the no agenda stream. That's where most people come from. But well,
2: right now we're trying to take Grimerica's traffic.
3: Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I didn't know that we're looking to take Yeah, I don't think well, you've been saying,
2: maybe we're mowing stuff. your lawn.
3: <laughs> They're a rowdy bunch. I'll send Ryan up. What do you guys need done? You need uh, some uh, you know, carcasses of the deer, like you know, stripped, or what? He can do all sorts of different work for you. If I, I'll send him up.
0: All right, I'll send you my PO box. You can throw in one of them Wayfair boxes.
3: <laughs> I'd like to order I, the Ryan, please.
2: I, I, I can, I can get you some seeds that is labeled necklace.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. uh you know, that's do see now that seems like a great grimerica story. What are those seeds? Have you guys figured that one out yet?
0: No. We got no. a guy who's planting them,
2: so we'll see.
3: <laughs> oh man. I hope it's something so, good. So I hope he's wearing a mask. Up, <laughs> right.
2: So so when when he ends up going full little shop of horrors, or are, are we gonna be able to <laughs> like live stream that?
3: Yes.
0: Live cam. I could I could take him out to the bush and plant him, I guess.
3: They'll be like these guys on a podcast named Grimerica told me to plant it. Yeah, and, and the then world, you'll
1: the world it. gets destroyed. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
3: we can fiddle so, as the world burns. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean the the concept for grumpy old Ben's and the you know the path that we're on is just kind of do shows and we've we've already morphed. I mean into we started out because Ryan had a whole list of topics. There was like what forty or fifty topics. Wow. That. We ended up doing well, shows.
2: I I had a lot of rant built up over the years <laughs> that the podcasted about.
3: He did, and he didn't want to talk about current events. Which all of a sudden, no matter what, I mean, we were running out of topics anyway. But when the coronavirus hits, it's hard to do a podcast that totally ignores the coronavirus. And I I felt your pain. I, I've tried, you know. I, well, I know you have, and, and so did Darren the other day on Grimerica. I felt your pain when Graham was going on and on, and you're just like. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> just you know, I'm done. And it's like, but it's 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 everything. Yeah,
1: you it's know, hard not to, yeah. It's not my you everything.
3: Know, you know, it's like it's it's so hard. It's like how do you do a show right now and just totally ignore the elephant in the room?
1: Well, well we're he trying keeps to do both up you know? coronavirus. So I mean I can't we're, ignore him. Well, <laughs> we're trying to bring I mean, I'll bring it up a little bit to get to to my my rant in the in the beginning to get it off my chest. And then hopefully the guests you know, like we talk about different things uh, that don't to do. We got one coming up on permaculture. We didn't even touch on coronavirus. So we're trying didn't to do that. No, I think didn't. you started. Going no, there, I don't think, I think so. I you. I don't <laughs>
3: think so. Yeah. See, I can tell your dynamic is very similar to, to ours because it's like one's going to try to take the other one off the to the path. And it's like, no, I don't want to go in that direction. But I've noticed that the more we argue, the more people like it. Wow. It's really
0: weird. That's because no you one's seen an argument that didn't end in a fist fight in a long time. It's like <laughs> out of the culture.
3: Maybe it,
2: it it really helps that we're about 12 states apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's way safer. I mean, because we'd have to get into a car and start driving. And then it's like, no, nah, this is just this is just too much work. But it, I mean, it really is. And Ryan likes to critique my other podcast as far as how unhinged he, he rates it on a Bemrose scale from one to ten. <laughs> And the higher that scale goes, there was an episode I did a few weeks ago, which was probably the most rant filled episode I ever did. And I had gone weeks without one donation on that show. And I got like 200 bucks the next show because the the rant people like the rant. And I think it's because the coronavirus has everybody just pissed off. and they everybody
2: want. is angry. Right. And and hearing somebody else articulate it makes gives you a, a sense of camaraderie. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. Yes. Right? That's a great point. Yeah.
1: Who's in They're Washington? Money is in Washington. Ryan's in Washington yeah, and Darren's in Chicago. The Seattle
0: area. The Seattle area. Huh. Yeah,
2: welcome to uh, hell.
0: I mean, you thought Chicago was Go someplace just outside the Seattle area and we could meet. I mean, uh, Seattle's wonderful. I'm
2: not not in Seattle.
0: I like Seattle,
2: to be honest. I I, I, I like the place. The people in politics
3: suck. (laughs) Well, welcome to Chicago. They have great barbecue in Chicago. You just might get shot when you go. I've always said. (laughs) If you want the best barbecued ribs in Chicago, you go to the place that has the the thickest bulletproof glass when you go to pick up the ribs. That's how you know they're the good stuff.
0: Eastern Washington's awesome though. And Idaho too. That's, that's where I spent all of last week. Oh, is that
2: that's where, where you went Kansas
0: glamping? <laughs> yep.
2: That We're where over was by Sandpoint? Uh Walla
0: Walla. Walla Walla. I've been there. I stayed there in a hotel. On my way to the Eclipse. It was the last stop before the Eclipse. Uh, I was going to say, Warwell
2: well, is not on the way to anywhere, but, <laughs> but maybe the Eclipse.
1: <laughs> I love your story about driving around the I-5. Like, you can't go directly through Seattle because you might get stopped and you might run <laughs> a protester over.
3: Yeah. Accidentally, of course.
1: I can't believe that people that are... Just
3: that take are,
2: the 101. A, the, the speed bump cosplay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, wow. See now that would get you deplatformed, but I don't understand the mentality of people that will go walk in an expressway. I mean, come on, that's not smart.
1: Well, plus, plus, just the—I mean, honestly, this is so annoying. The way they cry after they get hit, or they—they—they they, they stop and start attacking. They if stop you get and hit start attacking. You will be no, crying no, 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 no. like a bitch. No, 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 no. If you're going to block a car and then start attacking the car, and not expect it to drive off. You know, there's something wrong. Major. I don't think
0: I should teach you how to shoot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, Might be crazy. It's a like, monster. okay, I've got, I've got two choices here. I can drive off or I can
3: open fire. Which would you prefer? Right. I mean, well, yeah, it, because you're in danger. There's no yeah, doubt you're you're about in that. Danger.
1: People are attacking your car.
3: <laughs> These guys that cry when they get hit, fucking pussy. And, and then
1: they wonder why the car runs <laughs> over people. Get out of the fucking way and don't attack the car to begin with. I mean, it's, they it's, need to be taught it, a, it's a actually, lesson. It's, it's,
0: that could it's be almost the
1: commercial like for infrastructure that's that supposed the to separate cars from, from pedestrians.
2: What's that? What's oh, that, right? It's almost like, like we should have some infrastructure to separate cars from pedestrians. Maybe like a, a, like a, a vertical, road? Yeah, like a curb or some yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: See, this is where we cut, we cut Graham saying that last sentence out and we like overlay it over some Charlottetown footage and we just ruin his career. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is how you get deep platform yeah, Maybe the Barber out just, of effect. It's lane. okay. There's
1: no such thing as bad publicity. I'll take the, I'll take it. I'll take the sword for you guys.
2: Well, and this I, is I it. Think, I think that ship has sailed anyway. If, if, if 500 Grimerica episodes haven't ruined Graham's career, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Exactly we're not,
3: I mean, manageable. we keep trying to, to get, you know, that kind of attention here, but when it comes to these protests, it's like, Hey, I'm all for people protesting. Exactly, I'm all for standing up for your rights. And if you think so, there's an injustice, but when you start going into the streets and you start threatening people and you start throwing crap at cops, especially they're in Portland where they're throwing fireworks and stuff, it's like, I don't know. This is this is then open season. We go back to Law and Order. And the gas lighting. Pretty
0: funny that they tried calling it a a mortar, though. And the Uh no, no, no. (laughs) Like they've launched forty-eight mortars in a row. No, no, it was. Oh my god! I need to look at this. It was more than a. has got a fucking Roman candle. I'm like, oh my god. Oh,
1: okay. I saw. I saw one where it really was more than a. It was an. An what's a IED? An improvised explosive device.
0: Super Roman candle. But they keep yeah. changing,
1: they keep gaslighting and changing the definition of violence. I mean, first, you know, hate speech is violence, then silence is violence. Now throwing bricks and, and well, burning, down, burning down buildings isn't violence. I mean, come on. But then Sam Tripoli no, said Arson it's all is, theater. Arson is now peaceful.
3: Yes. Tripoli said he was in Portland. Yeah, but was he awful. wasn't in
1: the, by the courthouse yeah. where it's all happening. I don't think. Yeah. I wanted to so, ask him about that.
0: You should, because now nah, that's someone that's kind of our, our our side of the fence going against the narrative. Yeah, and we'll just, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, you're in contact with them. You should ask them for me.
0: I don't care. That's is the problem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but there is a narrative, and the the concept that when you have your politicians here ask, well, you know, uh, this this violence in Portland, what should we do about it? And Jerry Nadler's like, no, no, that's just that's just a meme being pushed by the right. It's like, there's video, dude, come on. There's a- plenty of video too. And when you have politicians that are going to sit there and just flat out lie because they know the media will cover for them or won't show it, it is, that's getting scary. That's getting far enough down the rabbit hole where even non-conspiracy minded folks are going to start having issues when you really, is it's like a 1984 thing. It's like, oh no, you're, you're standing in front of a burning down building And you're a CNN reporter and there's people shooting each other and throwing Molotov cocktails. And that's all in the background. And the CNN reporter is going, oh, and so these are overall very peaceful protests going on. While you can see everything in the background and people just go, oh, okay, it's peaceful.
1: I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. That's the one. That's one of the most surprising things is the, 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 just the acceptance of the violence from, from the media and the politicians.
0: I think is it we got to take over the town council. That's, un- that's what I think. The The most immediate step Basically is the- to, to take over, is to start running for the little local things where you can get in. And then, you know, maybe you've got some pushback the next time it comes around and you can have a voice in that council office when they're voting on masks, Chickens states back, of emergency, yeah. all those sorts of things.
3: Yeah, it starts locally. There's no doubt about it. And you just have to be engaged. And I do think we live in a society that people are much more likely to be staring at their phone, playing a game or watching a video and don't even care what's going on in the world. Or, you know, they get their news in headlines. And that's the other beauty. Even when you go to some of these sites like CNN, where the actual text of the story may be accurate, the headlines, which is what most people read and never read the story. Are usually vastly inaccurate. Yeah, we've been trying. Hello. I mean, th- what? Huh? You still there? Uh sweet, sweet dead air. You <laughs> like dead, dead air? air? What would you shoot it so with? What
1: were you saying about the headlines?
3: The uh, the headlines are often totally not factual. So even if the story is factual, the headlines point you in a completely different direction, but nobody, how many people actually read the stories yeah, now? I was
1: thinking about doing like either a segment or doing a bunch of construction, deconstruction on, on just headlines. You know, yes. even that Corona one really? where they, the boy, the boy decide. come on, Dan. the boy died of Corona like symptoms. So right. they put Corona in there. The 13 year old, they, they go down, you go, you scroll down to the article and he tested negative for COVID. I mean, that should just right there be, something that should be you know, but, illegal but, but, or sued or you could sue them over it. I mean, how can you put that type of misleading well, headline to them. scare everybody over Corona like symptoms? And yet he tested negative down below in the story. I mean, that's just disgusting. Well, that's Wait, a, yeah, that's and I
3: a, saw... We're a victim of our own ignorance. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw many stories that, well, somebody died of COVID and then you read the whole story and it's about a two minute read. And the last paragraph is, well of course he had been suffering from leukemia and you uh, know only had weeks to live anyway. Top,
2: yeah. t- top, top 10 symptoms this boy died from. Number 5 will surprise you.
3: Right. <laughs> that is kind of what the headlines give you and uh, it's it's crap, but we've all been, you know, we've all just been programmed to gloss over things, which is why you know if somebody listens to a 3-hour podcast like No Agenda or Grimerica or even Grumpy Old Ben's their attention span is at least not that of a gnat, and having the longer shows, I think you do kind of keep some people away, but I think you do have people that are more engaged, or maybe I'm just totally wrong. no,
1: I agree, yep, I agree people people are craving honest conversations, I think and it's just I think it's only a matter of time before the media actually just falls apart. They can't keep up the lies and the sound bites and the
3: the hypocrisy. I really don't think it can last. Well, and I don't know how the media lasts if Joe Biden wins because their coverage for the last four years has been nothing but orange man bad. What do you pivot to that anybody's going to watch if Biden Russia. gets in? War. war, Russia. So yeah, Biden's going to start a war?
2: I mean, I mean, 2016, they, they were eight months straight of Clinton's going to win. And the moment that she did. Oh, yeah. We didn't say any of that. Uh Russia.
3: Russian collusion, they'll, right?
2: They'll they'll make up something. Yeah.
3: And now Bill Barr knows where the bodies were buried and the Democrats are scared. Oh, that was I, the most the most crazy thing when he went in to testify, allegedly. I mean, my God, did you guys see any of that? It yeah, was just like they
1: wouldn't box. even I let him talk. It was pretty disgusting. I it's just
3: gross. And these are the people that are in charge. I mean, what the hell? No, those are the people you're led to believe are in charge. Well, that's yeah, that is true. I mean, because I, really I, I, if AOC's I mean, if Nancy
0: injured, Pelosi has honestly won that election for fucking 40 years in a row, then maybe you just deserve it.
3: Yes, well, that Nancy is true. Nancy Pelosi's
2: never done anything honest in her life. But she still keeps winning because those votes matter.
3: You get the politicians winning, we yeah. deserve.
2: Hashtag winning. I can't tell you the the big news story for most of November and all of December is definitely going to be the election results and how uh, Trump won because of widespread alt-right voter fraud.
3: Mail-in, though, because that's going to be what, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's it's either going to be, uh, you know, it's either going to be Trump won because of widespread voter fraud, or it's going to be, you know, Trump is throwing out, unconstitutionally throwing out election results because of voter fraud or something. Well, it's going to be voter fraud. I think fraud.
0: they're going to push to trying to, into a war or something instead, because I don't think they're quite as worried about the 2024 election.
3: Well, what is your thoughts on, uh, you know, coming from north of the border, that we have the Democratic presidential nominee in Joe Biden, who is publicly saying we have to be worried about Trump not accepting the results of the election. I don't think he's going to accept accept it, and I don't think he's going to leave if he loses.
0: Well, isn't that the new thing? You guys don't accept election results? It's
1: Saul I mean, it, it seems it's just, like they constantly, up, <laughs> constantly just
0: say... From <laughs> up north, for the last, like, 10 or 12 years, it seems like you guys don't accept election results. Yeah,
2: I, I
3: every two Jesus, years, you
0: guys are arguing about who won some sort of fucking election. I mean, what yeah, would the difference
3: Hillary. be? Yeah. yeah, we had the uh, Al Gore with the Chad yeah. thing. And, and the uh, then Florida Hillary, last. Yeah. Hillary's still saying she won.
2: I mean and- the, the margins are too thin and the stakes are too high is, is the reason is the side. the parties have, have divided so finely directly down the middle that it, it you know, it's it's winner take all and fuck you for the next four years based on a couple thousand votes anymore. So yeah, I mean, the stakes are high enough that they are going to make a big deal out of it, no matter what it does
0: or at least give you the and, illusion that these stakes are that high and keep it close yeah, yeah. all the time so that people keep well, dumping money in. The stakes are definitely in.
2: high. It's, the stakes are definitely high. It's about which which face mask of the elites is going to be the one taking all your rights away for the next 4 years.
0: Yeah, so I don't think the stakes really matter. Since one of them's going to do it. It's probably just have a different flavor. It's like the salsa versus I don't know some other dance. I'm not much of a dancer.
3: How yes. long until we're all deplatformed? That's what I want to know. How are they still letting this stuff go on?
2: U- U.S. politics where the issues are made up and the votes don't matter. Uh, we just heard
1: from somebody, a listener emailed me about the Google Insiders talking about there's going to be a huge, huge deplatforming. Anybody anti-vax. That's what kind of makes me think that it's it's more than just a, you know, a fake push for vaccines for the money. It's more, It's happening? more than that. No, there's so like there's, a massive deplatforming coming. Like any alternative media that's against vaccinations is going to be. Taken I mean, how
2: how long Google. until Google manages to deplatform their entire user base?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the cancel culture just does not. It's not sustainable, right? You can't, you well, can't keep you, changing there, the there changing nice. the goalposts and and moving things along and changing definitions of things and constantly, you know. Well, well and the, they're getting can, better. Cancel culture is
2: is is it, it's. Uh, endless hunger and there there is no doctrine of atonement in wokeology which means that you can you know uh, according to their religion you cannot come back once you're canceled and and it's constantly i mean in order to exist it has to keep finding new people to cancel over and over again and therefore the only possible end game is everyone's canceled
0: yeah exactly bill o'reilly
3: bounced back because he went on his own which was genius that's, you know, that's, you that's, start your, which,
0: that's the key right there. That's the other little hidden thing of the value for value model.
3: Yes. You know, and he's, he's got the monthly subscription thing going on, but now he is on the, um, one of these free one networks or something that's carrying his show. But to be when clear, making-
0: like I would look at the subscription model and the paywall model are still different variations of a value for value model it's well, it still a uh, uh, directly from my pocket to his pocket transaction
2: yes well it's it's cutting out the middleman yeah which it, is what i think the key is i mean that that's not new in the information age that's there there has been a, a pendulum going back and forth with different industries forever of you know we need a middleman because it's too difficult to connect the producers with the consumers because the the large number of them and then the middleman's taking too much we need to cut the middleman out and everything goes back and forth and right now in in our information diet the middleman is a giant behemoth that's that's <laughs> screwing everything up so yeah, we definitely but, need to pedal well, up the other way. Because the
0: one thing that I mean, I can't speak to all of them, but one thing I keep noticing over and over on YouTube is that one of the things that's causing problems is monetization. Right. So if you monetize your YouTube channel and now you're expecting ad revenue and this and that and to be ad safe, I mean, you're you're starting to play into a dangerous game. And when they come and tell you you can't do that anymore, I don't think you can be super surprised. I mean, not at this point anyway, maybe a few years ago you could have, but at this point the monetization is putting a giant target on your back. I think that's abundantly clear to the point that I know people that were canceled and then when they didn't monetize anymore, they were able to come back.
3: Well, yeah, that lets you run the videos and there's the woman, remember the vegan crazy chick that went into YouTube's offices and starts shooting because they deep monetized her. It's like, well, The people you're taking people's livelihoods and you're just turning it off.
0: And I've also also seen guys start sneaking around where like, we've actually been approached by people that'll want you to like insert their ad into your YouTube video, not YouTube video style. You know what I mean? And if YouTube finds out about that, I'm sure that's the type of offense that'll get you banned.
2: Isn't that basically how all podcast advertisements work?
0: Yeah, but is, like Joe wrote, you can't do that on YouTube. I don't think like YouTube. You, I don't think YouTube wants me on there putting out advertisements for things that aren't YouTube
2: ads. Right, but, but I mean, I mean, how how many people say the word my pillow when they're putting up a YouTube <laughs> video? I bet there's a lot of them. Or you know, um, I don't know whoa, how whoa, that works, but I'm saying it, don't
0: put that monetization on. Sticking to value for value seems to be a way to sneak by the YouTube algos for
3: now. Yeah, they have to be oh, really afraid no of your message that. if they're not monetizing. That that's the only way they're going to care at that point.
2: I mean, the, Google is not yet in a position where they can they can interfere with direct donations. So yes, that's. It just seems like, you know, how, how, I don't, I don't think that they can block anybody wanting to talk about a, a mattress or a manscaping product on their show. Yeah. But no, they'll be able to put something into the
0: algos that'll find the, like, I mean, they can already find music and songs and copyright infringements. All of that is all algorithmic based. I'm sure they could start picking up company names.
3: And then you do have the instant transcription. So there's no question that they have the ability to do a transcription and find most of the stuff. I mean, granted, if you have a heavy accent or something, it may not be able to pick it up.
2: The way you beat that is to be unintelligible.
3: Right, which is what we do anyway, so it's perfect.
1: Yeah, here's a perfect article here that just from today, I think, or I don't know if it's from today, YouTube on Friday said it would prevent channels that promote anti-vax content from running advertising, saying explicitly that such videos fall under its policy, prohibiting the monetization of videos with dangerous and harmful content the move comes after advertisers on YouTube pulled their ads from these videos following inquiries from BuzzFeed
3: News well it's it's all about the optics right because even when this whole thing started with covid a lot of rational people who otherwise wouldn't go all down with uh, the path of these lockdowns go oh well this is a dangerous contagion of course the government can do this temporarily for public safety. I mean, public safety was uttered a whole lot. We're doing this for the public safety. Of course, people will have to comply and we'll do things that we normally wouldn't. And that's the same reason that YouTube, Google, whoever is using to silence these doctors, you know, yesterday and today, this is what they're going to use on the anti-vaxxers, which is, this is dangerous information that will cost people their lives. Of course, we must silence them for your
1: which is absolutely crazy because it's it's if you really look into the vaccine injuries and what's really going on it's
2: it's more dangerous the other way it's it's crazy and you you don't even have to get into the content of of what they're censoring to realize uh that you know censoring that uh, there's even if Google has is is running this by People who are, you know, virologists as smart as the WHO or something like that,
3: smarter it, I hope. The,
2: the The very idea of of censoring ideas, it, well, I mean, it, it's it's just rationally not tenable because you know people will make mistakes. We we you know, there's hundreds and thousands of examples of that. They they can't be right all the time. And the moment that they're, you know, what what right. happens when? when somebody makes a mistake or or god forbid the who issues some advice and then recants it for political reasons 2 weeks later yeah not or, or when on. you
3: shut down when you shut down the other viewpoint when you shut down any other oper- you know any other alternative then you know i i don't know i've always said it's simple whoever is trying to shut the other side up they're the ones i wouldn't trust
1: well it, it opens it up for for um <clears throat> trolling too and di- and digital uh what's the what's the word when uh Asian provocateurs digitally, right? I mean, you can go to somebody's chat or do something somewhere and just say the wrong frickin' word and that whole thing gets taken down. I mean, that's right. one pro- of the, the be- benefits of free speech is it doesn't matter who comes into your you know neighborhood, your digital neighborhood yelling and screaming shit, it doesn't affect you.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, Trump got blasted for liking a video that was all pro Trump, except he missed the one guy in the background going,
1: White Power. And I think he was being sarcastic, but how do you prove that?
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's the other joy of the you, media now. You,
2: you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to prove that. If somebody says something like that, you just ignore them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole meaning of free speech is you have the right to say anything you want. Free speech does not mean you have the right to be listened to. Some idiot comes on the agenda social and starts spewing a bunch of trash I don't want to hear. I just mute him and move on. I don't have to make a big deal out of it. And I sure as hell, I'm not going to prevent it. Even if I was the admin, I, would, I wouldn't I would be like, oh, you're blocked. No,
3: it's, oh, yeah, say whatever is, you want. I'm not going to listen. This is where the optics are important, which is why it was genius for the three Marxist women who started the Black Lives Matter global organization to call it Black Lives Matter, because anybody that says I'm not for Black Lives Matter, you get racist. Yeah, You don't get a chance to go, well, I'm, no, I mean, I'm not for Marxism.
2: I'm not for Black Lives Matter
3: okay, you're canceled.
1: Yeah. Thank it's you. almost like the, just look at any name on all these foundations and it's the opposite
2: of what it says it is. I mean, yeah, it's pretty creepy. That's, that's just like all of the, the legislation bills that go through. Yeah. The yeah. Highest, when they're yeah. like, you know, the Patriot they, act, protecting children yeah. from pedophiles. Yeah. Bill, yeah. You know <laughs> that that's enabling Epstein.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: It, it, yeah. It's crazy. Which is why people listen to Grimerica, why they listen to grumpy old Ben's. We hope. And We're just trying to make sense of this stuff, and it's, it's I don't know, I feel like I'm the old guy, and I don't know how old you guys are, but at 50 years old, I finally feel like the guy where it's like, you know, get off my lawn, you know, you never thought you would get to this point in life to where you're like, hey, back when I was a kid, but the world is a much different place, even over the last 10 or 20 years, and it's hard to believe that what was heralded in with the internet as well this is the information age quickly went to nothing more than the disinformation age the deep fakes are only making it worse now that you can make any audio sound like whatever you wanted to any video sound like whatever you wanted to how do you believe anything you see on the internet
2: critical thinking
1: you don't you, believe you, it you don't believe it i believe yeah, everything almost sure. like everything and nothing at the
2: same time yeah. Your, your default should be, don't believe it. And then once you've, you know, do, do the, work. So, <laughs> do the or, work, just, I mean, just think about it. You, you, we need the, the, I mean, the panacea here, the panacea is people need to be able to think for themselves and evaluate the information they get. You know, the, the problem is not that there's wrong information because there's also right information. The problem is that people just accept what they're fed without thinking about it and the solution to that would be if we act you know imagine if we were in a world where we actually educated our children where where we taught them how to review what they're being told and think for themselves and come to their own conclusions it, it, you know people would more often than not kind of go it, this doesn't. Th- this information I'm being fed doesn't pass the sniff test. Let's let's try to you know look at alternate options. Well, and here's the might question: Why we
3: can't teach people that? Here's a question for for you guys from Grow America. How has the school system changed up there? Because here, history is being taught in a much different way now than it was when I was in school. There's a lot of things. They've changed from, again, the founding fathers. And by you,
2: different way, you mean it's not being taught?
3: Yes. Well, it's they're focusing on completely different things, you know, where George Washington was once the father and hero of the country and a great guy, you know, now he was a racist slaveholder. Do you have a similar thing going on up there?
1: I think they've whitewashed a lot of Canada's uh, with racism towards uh, indigenous people. Hey, Darren, Darren would probably know more because I don't have any kids that are in school and and Darren's younger and just came out of school.
0: Yeah. My kids are still too young to really know. Yeah. Did you just call Darren a millennial?
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's on the cusp, I think I'm 50 just like you, Darren. So I find it crazy that we're seeing the revolution, the revolutions being backed by big tech, big corporations and the government. I mean, what kind of revolution is that?
0: Yeah. And the counter revolutions Uh, being run by the president of the
3: United States. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, big brother is finally real, but he's been embraced. I mean, yeah. who thought, who saw yeah. that coming? Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any, there's I, anybody that sees what's going on. I don't know if you can argue that fact. When you look at how much of our lives and how much of our data and how much of our intimate details have gone to places like Apple and Google. I mean, I always laugh when these celebrities get their, you know, new photos and stuff leaked because it's like. You took a picture on an iPhone and sent it to the cloud. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, there's no security. There's no privacy. That's not going to change. It's it's only getting worse unless you learn how to roll your own cloud and encrypt everything. And unfortunately, people are stupid and don't know how to do that kind of stuff overall. Well,
2: except for the experts that listen to our show.
3: That's true. We do have some people that might know how to do that. But it's uh, that's it's a rarity still.
0: If someone gets their hands on my dick pic, I don't really care.
2: (laughs) The the way I see it in is if somebody decides that they want to chase down porn pics of me, then they deserve the years of therapy they're going (laughs) to get.
3: Exactly. Well, I mean, that's true. But now with the deep fakes and stuff, I mean, if you have daughters and stuff, I mean, revenge porn is a real thing. And it's, it's quite easy to ruin somebody's life with Photoshop skills. You know, I mean, it's scary stuff.
1: But again, revenge we're, porn? we're in a. What, what's revenge what's porn? A, oh, I'm sorry. What's revenge porn, Darren?
3: Oh, revenge porn. I mean, that's a whole thing where you post stuff to, uh, to embarrass somebody else. I mean, it's often, you know, your ex or whatnot. So if you're, uh, yeah. in a relationship where you're making those kind of videos and you end up breaking up well so you're one of the two whoever has the video is pissed at the other one and releases the videos online but it's easy oh, to fake yeah, those right, things right, now right. too So yeah.
2: re- re- revenge porn is is a new term for what used to be called uh, a breach of trust
3: <laughs> well it is
2: <laughs> so i i i think that you know with, with things especially things like deep fakes just just i technology is moving so fast these days it, it is much faster than the ability of society to update norms to keep up and uh you know, like with a lot of our our terrible information diet the 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 solution to the deep fakes you you can't uninvent it you can't you can't go back and remove the ability to fake pictures in photoshop. So the only thing you can do is instill in people a healthy skepticism what they're looking at and and, and get them to to stop and go, does that really look right? You know, does does Darren's head on a, a hot female body really feel like something that that makes sense? That
3: sounds accurate.
0: Or better yet, they don't care because they're not on there looking.
1: Yeah, that that also would work. Well, even when it comes to science, I mean, dogmatic science. I mean, we, t- you know, Alex, uh, one of our last guests, or his original book was "Why Science Is Wrong About Almost Everything." And I mean, look at how much science changes. Darren, you mentioned that to me the other day. They're just, uh, you know, by the time you're out of school, the textbooks probably need to be changed, and science has changed, and everything we thought was actual fact is has already been, you know, it's already different. So, you know, even being just less dogmatic about stuff, you think
2: that you know, is, is well, really true. I, I, I'm not sure what the bent is on that book. I, I haven't, I haven't read it, but, um, uh, the, the way that science works, the way that the scientific method is supposed to work, nothing is ever settled. So saying all this stuff that was true is no longer true. Well, that that's, that's what new information does. If, if you're doing real science, you're constantly generating new information and refining the way that you understand the world. So yeah, some things are going to change. Uh, what scares me far more is the people who say, you know, this is settled and this is absolutely, you know, this is what science works, and we can't talk about it anymore. Anybody who tries to shut down conversation and and block skeptics, th- those are the people who have abandoned the scientific method. So that's not science. Re- like
0: all of academia, basically, and almost all of science says that about everything right now. Yeah. We finally yeah. figured out the history. We got the vaccines. I mean, as far as science in the 2020 is concerned, everything's yeah, fucking so- settled.
2: Somehow we have reached the pinnacle of human knowledge. And the only place to go from here in terms of knowledge is down. And therefore and probably what they, down they down thought the in
0: 1800 too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: It is exactly. They
0: thought they had it all figured out. And 1400.
3: It's not yeah, a new uh, problem. We just have a whole different way of communicating, which is the intriguing part about so many things the fact that we can do conversations like this real time and send them out to the world literally except for places like china that block all this kind of stuff it's uh, it's both amazing and scary at the same time because information travels literally around the world in an instant and you see the kind of reactions we we talked about this the other day when ryan was like you know and, and i believe this is real but it's like well how do you really know george floyd was a real guy and was killed by a cop and that video going online even if it was totally fake was gonna have the same response nobody sat around going oh should we verify this first it's just a you hit the nerve and you know you let the molotov cocktail and you threw it and that's it it's on
2: yeah i want to i want to pull out a quote you've probably heard this one uh but the quote is uh Everything that can be invented has been invented. (laughs) That was uh, Charles Duell, the commissioner of the U.S. Patent Office in 1899.
3: Well, they didn't have fleshlights then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they did. It was just through hand.
2: It (laughs) was quite as complicated. Or or, or the the biological one, which are are usually found on, on the female of the species.
3: Less complicated is not a bad thing. It's better. It is. Are we ever going to get back to that? I mean, is there, there like we said, we can't put any I'm of the genes back. Like, probably. no, you
0: can, you can,
3: like, you can, I just sure.
0: don't fucking bother engaging in Corona. I mean, in some ways I'm sticking my head in the sand and in some ways I don't really give a fuck because I'm happier for it. I don't care what's going on. Coronavirus. I don't care what's going on with riots. I don't care what's going on with lockdowns. What I do care about is a sheep hunting trip. I've got planned for Sunday I got Thanks. some chickens to butcher on Saturday. What? I'm looking forward to some elk hunting <laughs> in the next few weeks coming up. And I, I, I
2: think he just you just give a fuck chicken, less.
0: Man. And a bunch of audio books, all fiction, lined up to
3: enjoy. That sounds like a way to go. Yeah,
0: sounds I've awesome. I've been trying to convince uh, people to go that way for a while, but.
3: Well, live in the bubble. I, I, you know, don't, again, don't, live in the bubble, right? One of the first things we talked about when we started doing Grumpy Old Ben's we touched on the school shootings and Ryan's like, you know, you, you know, because I said something like, you know, I hate to sound callous, but you know, this is, this happened halfway across the country. And he's like, well, no, you shouldn't feel callous because we shouldn't care about things that aren't happening in our own personal little bubble. And I think everybody would be a whole lot healthier if you didn't get triggered and burst a bunch of blood vessels because somebody halfway across the world called somebody else a name, you know?
0: Yeah, and then you might have time to appreciate the people that are in your bubble before they're gone.
3: Yeah. That's true. But you had something to say, Ryan, or uh
2: Oh, I would say you, you were asking, will it ever get simpler? And I was just going to make the comment that, uh, yeah, after the nuclear apocalypse, uh, everything <laughs> will be a lot
0: simpler. None of your Twitter followers or those people on the other side of the country are coming to your funeral. I mean, with the exception of you two. One of you might well travel. You guys are doing a podcast together. If, God forbid something happens to you. I would expect when he is to go, but for the most part, I don't expect I, any of my
3: Twitter followers to be at my funeral. Not one. I don't. I don't follow Darren on Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't have Twitter. He's he hates Twitter. He's a Luddite. There you go. For the guy, you know,
2: it's not. I I don't I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't even have a Skype account. Uh, I have no agenda social.
3: So you're winning. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're that's winning.
2: good. Yeah. Which they is why stop I stopped
3: watching make it, the news. Yeah. I had to get him to podcast just so the world could be exposed to his radical ideas that I've been hearing.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, that that's exactly what was happening was I was ranting on IRC in the no agenda troll room. And Darren's like, could we need to just spread around a little bit of this? I'm tired of getting (laughs) getting it concentrated right at me.
3: Hey, the, the podcasting, I'm sure you guys will agree much cheaper than therapy. Totally. Well, the hunting trip doesn't sound like a bad idea. And if you, if you bring a friend, you know, you could Dick Chaney him. If you got somebody you don't like.
0: I go with my kids. They're in my oh, circle. Well, don't do oh. that. They're, <laughs> They're in my bubble. Say,
2: like, Graham, <laughs> refuse all invitations. Yeah,
3: exactly. Don't <laughs> so do not go hunting. Do not go hunting. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, you know, glad we can have these types of conversations when Squarespace is now killing people's websites When all the social media are deplatforming people, it is, you know, it's worrisome. And hopefully some of the last people standing will be people that are willing to stand up and speak the truth, which is the guy that I talked about that was talking about Soros in the Tribune. He posted an article today, his article in the Tribune today, which I don't know how much longer he's going to be working for the Tribune because he's very simply said, I am not going to bend to the mob. Wow. I am not going to apologize. I'm going to write the truth. I have my column. I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, I don't know what his contract status is or anything like that, but I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't get into uh, any hot dubs or small planes yeah. either. Cause he, I'm sure he's pissing you, you people know, off.
2: You know, damn well that the last person on Twitter to not be shadow banned is going to be a social justice warrior.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Do we, do we have that horrible view of the world and where it's going?
2: I have that horrible view of
3: Twitter. Well, yeah, I guess. And it's okay. That's the other question for you guys is Twitter even reality, or is this just a, uh, a bunch of social justice warriors in their parents' basement and a bunch of bots that are just phoning this stuff in.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, it's not real life. Very small Twitter percentage, a loud
1: majority, which is, which is fucking up. Everybody else that thinks it
0: is from 2% of accounts. Yeah. yeah. That's what
2: I, yeah, think. I, I don't. I don't think most of the people talking are bots. I don't think that they need to develop bots for that. There are plenty of completely unhinged people who want to shout into a void, and Twitter is exactly that void.
0: Yeah, they should just
2: start a podcast. <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> that's
3: haven't what they're doing. Yeah, haven't they all? I mean, there's a lot of podcasts. I,
2: I mean, right here, an unhinged person shouting into a microphone seems to be working pretty well.
3: Well, I mean, I like that there are so many different types of podcasts out there. i like that you guys and Nick the Rat kind of have taken the art belt concept and have made it go on for, uh, you know, forever. That's the beauty of this whole thing. And I don't know. I mean, these guys that used to do old time radio, do you think they could have imagined a day when the average person can get a microphone and an internet connection and broadcast to the world?
1: Yeah, it's crazy, and 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 plus the censorship as well. I mean, imagine if they had to worry about what they talked about as much as people do
2: have to now. I I think Adam Curry was able to envision exactly that. Yeah, you know, back in the invention of podcasting. Well, see, I don't know because that wasn't
3: live streaming. I mean, the live streaming came a little bit later. The podcast is definitely a revolution. There's well, no, no question. But,
2: but broadcasting was not uh, was not an unknown thing. He he had been broadcasting
3: right. the whole time but real time broadcasting the, the only, around the world
2: but but the only the only impediment was that the internet was not yet fast enough to live broadcast which is why the asynchronous download model was created and it turned out to be a pretty damn good idea on its own but you notice that the moment that the internet did get fast enough he went right back to doing a live radio show which oh, yeah. brings in you know 2000 people listening live every sunday
3: yeah well, you guys do everything live now, too. I mean, did you start out? I mean, obviously, no. We without- just do
1: it now because we have the means for the. We have enough equipment to to stream the video on YouTube. But I mean, we really don't focus on it. We just do it for the hell of it. I mean, part of me doesn't even want to do it. I don't really even like it, but uh, we do it f- for the hell of it. Uh, and it's not like our YouTube's not enough to get canceled or anything like that. It's Not we monetized. Under, not monetized. We just fly under the radar, so we just really use it as the streaming platform, and then. You know, then put the same audio out, just like, just like the no agenda guys do.
3: Well, I know Adam. It's just like boom, it's done, it's in the can, it's out the door. And when you do it live, that gives you more of that freedom, I think, because if you're not doing the podcast live, we did the first few episodes of Grumpy Old Ben's not on the stream, and you drive yourself nuts. Well, I can do editing. I can make this better. I can make this the best product. Where if you do the recording live, you kind of go. Well, I don't want to necessarily change that because people will know or they'll whatever.
1: Yeah, we don't care like that. Those professionally done ones, like the NPR ones, they creep me out now. I can't. I I I need to listen to the raw podcast where people are just honest and they don't fucking edit
2: the shit out of everything. If NPR is what professional is supposed to sound like, I'm quite happy to be amateur. Well, it's
3: it's just overproduced. It's so overproduced that you never hear one. You never hear any breaths. You never. You know it. And everything is dead, dead, dead. No echo at all. No kind of reverb at all. And it just seems like, uh, you know, they're in a closet with a bunch of blankets around them, which maybe they are. It's NPR. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the vibe you get. And it does. It doesn't seem real. I think that's why it, you said it freaks out. The same yeah, thing here. Yeah. It's like it just doesn't seem natural. It doesn't seem real. It could be one of these computerized voices doing the show.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It feels it, edited. and It feels like. Put together on purpose, edited. It
2: feels uh like there's an agenda behind scripted. It. Yeah, scripted, yeah. Scripted. Yeah. You you have said uh at least twice already on this show right here that the thing that you appreciate the most about a podcast is is when it is authentic, when it sounds like a real conversation and anything that's overproduced with constant jump cuts and interstitial music beds. And it, it doesn't sound like a conversation. It sounds like some Hollywood nightmare that, <laughs> that we've all started associating with fake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Well, we dig totally. it. We thank you guys for, uh, you know, coming along for one of these swiping and, you know, doing a swap cast, getting ideas out there, I don't know how you did the last one because there was like nine people on the call and that gets a little bit, uh, that gets a little confusing. Maybe video helps that though.
1: Yeah. Video definitely helps that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I don't know how long that thing will go for. Hopefully it keeps going. I mean, those, uh, the, the people in there are great. It's a bunch of great shows. We feel, we feel, uh, honored to be even invited to that. And then it's great to be on with you guys and we really appreciate uh, what you guys do too. And hopefully we can do this again.
3: They were all just following in the pod father's footsteps. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I think he knows what he kind of set in motion, especially with the no agenda stream. But I don't know if it fully like hits. I don't know if you can. It's kind of like a you know Michael Jordan in his prime. Did you realize what was going on or do you have to kind of take a look back a few years in? Because this is, I mean, one going from that, that first step where it was just all downloadable to being able to do the live streaming stuff, to incorporating that with people showing up, no matter when we do a show, there's people showing up in the troll room. There's people that are fact-checking us immediately, which I love because Ryan says he's never wrong. And if there's like 20, 30 people saying he is, yeah, it's harder then, to- Then that means there's 20 or 30 people who are wrong. Right, sure. You live in your delusions. I mean, that's okay. But, if that's, uh, I'll let you do that. That's not a problem at all.
2: I, but I'm an
1: expert. That's great. And I I'm keep forgetting we're on to. the stream right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: the,
2: the, uh, there's, uh, it's down a little since we started. There's currently 47 people listening. Well, oh, everybody's nice. taking
3: a nap before Nick the rat comes on. Yeah, and, that
2: is, uh, it, it, Nick is coming on later.
3: It, it, but that is, you know, that when I do the, the pre-show for no agenda, just playing music and living out my uh, Dr. Johnny fever from WKRP fantasies. And uh <laughs> The, the first time there was a guy that is uh, in, in no agenda social truck driver is his handle and he's a truck driver. And the one day I'm doing the pre-show and he's like, Hey, I'm driving through, you know, West Texas or somewhere in Texas listening to the pre-show. And that's when it really hit again that it's like, wow, this is radio. This is more than radio. This is, this is everywhere. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a humbling thing knowing that you have this kind of technology, which is why we all need to fight like hell to make sure that all this stuff doesn't get taken away and censored because, Oh, you said something dangerous about vaccines. Exactly.
2: I, I, I don't do shows like this to be humbled. And I, I'm not even, <laughs> you
3: have never I'm, been accused of being I humble.
2: Never, well, I've never been humble, so I wouldn't know, but I, I don't, I also don't, I, you know, I, I'm thinking like this, the, the, the regular grumpy old Ben's it's, it's, I want to get on a microphone and, and scream at you for a couple hours cause you need it. But uh, these crossover shows, Uh, I don't, I don't even, you know, you, you could talk about, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're expanding, we're, we're getting, you know, our word out to somebody else's audience. I think about that. And then I'm like, no, I'm the reason I'm doing this is because I'm talking to really interesting people. And this was a lot of fun,
3: right? on. It was a lot of fun.
2: Right on. Glad you guys had fun.
3: Hey, we look forward to talking to you guys again. Everybody needs to and, go to Grimerica.ca. I mean, don't forget, it's a CA, not, or you have .com, too. I it's didn't a love. CA, yeah. We have .com, too. See, you've got you've got worldwide domination there. And it, uh, If
2: you enter Grimerica into any search engine worth its salt, meaning not Google, then <laughs> you will find Grimerica. That was the benefit of going with a, a
1: non-meaningful name, you know? It doesn't really have a, well, now it has secondary meaning, but it wasn't the best marketing gimmick, but maybe it is, because everything Grimerica is us, so.
3: Hey, the, the the solo show I started is Random Thoughts spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B, which made it just ah. impossible for people to find it and for a long time for those talking tubes to play it because they just don't understand a play on words. So, I mean, the technology is yeah. still catching up, but. Well,
2: uh, uh, I, I, Random Thoughts, R-A-N-D-O-M. Is got to be the like number three title for, <laughs> for any podcast ever,
3: or for podcast titles? Yes, it's it's a yeah. very well used thing, uh, and and, who, and probably the number one subject for most podcasts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, that's uh, that's what podcasting's about. It's the new blogging, and uh, every idiot with the microphone can do it. We are two of those idiots here on Grumpy Old Bens. We're not quite up to the Grimerica level. We've got a lot of Adam Curry in the troll room. The one day. Um, believe it or not, he was, must've been listening to us. Cause uh, Ryan made a comment like, you know, I don't know how Adam does it. He responds to the people in the troll room. He's playing jingles. He's listening to Dvorak. He's doing like four things at once. And I don't know how he even does it. And up in the troll room, Adam popped up with a message. that just said 30,000 hours. <laughs> there you go. It takes practice. So we're catching up to Grimerica slowly, but surely we're going to keep practicing. And, uh, just tell us if we're doing bad and uh, hopefully we get to do another one of these in the near future. And, you know, by the time the presidential, we should do something election night just to see if the world's going to burn down. But uh, we appreciate talking to you guys and you taking the time. And anytime you need anything from grumpy old Ben, just let us know.
0: Thanks guys. Right on. We're pretty big idiots. So you guys got your work cut out for you.
3: (laughs) Hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to compete. We'll see who can be the biggest idiots of all.
0: Right on. Well, thanks, guys. Good luck. uh, Good luck. And thanks for everything. And thanks for the stream.
2: Thank you.
3: Yeah, we appreciate it.
2: Thank you for coming on here. This this was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad we had this opportunity.
3: Cheers, guys. I always appreciate being able to talk to somebody besides Ryan. Just saying.
2: (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) See you later. later.
3: Bye bye.